You're about to enjoy an It Takes Three Network podcast. I was going to say for the last time, but it's not the last time. I know. I keep telling myself that we do have bonus episodes coming, but it's... But as far as the summary of what actually happens to our characters, this is it. And as far as our watching journey... That's it. This is it. Except for when we go back, if we want to watch, rewatch. You know what? Actually, I would really like to rewatch this episode because I feel like even though this is my second time seeing it, it's almost like it was my first time. Yeah. And I almost feel like I feel indifferent. Like I'm excited to talk about it because I feel like maybe I missed some sentimental parts of it uh-huh. or maybe it just didn't feel as sentimental as I wanted it to be. So I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah. I watched it twice. I watched it with Aunt last week and then I watched it last night to kind of gather my thoughts and you know, I've seen it, but it's not an episode I go back and rewatch. Like even the the f- shows that I absolutely love, and I know I'm going to cry in the end. I usually don't watch the finale because I, again, I know I'm going to cry. So why subject myself to crying? I don't do that. Right, and you don't want it to end, and you don't want it to end, and then you well, then you just plus play an episode right. one comes on, but right, you know, but. We're talking about season four, episode 16, the series finale. The end's not near. It's here. It's here. It's here. Original air date was February 22nd, 2007, written by Josh Schwartz and directed by Ian Toynton. Toynton! Scoop of the week provided by our buddy Mike, Dell underscore Vasso on Instagram. He says the scoop of the week is Ben and Jerry's very sweet Mascarpone. Oh, man, that sounds amazing. This is a blackberry and mascarpone ice cream with shortbread cookies and fudge-covered almonds. Oh, my goodness. I'm drooling. The name itself is a pun for a very sweet, and I think it pairs nicely with this oh-so-sweet finale that is filled with flashbacks, tears, weddings, graduations, tears, new adventures, goodbyes, and oh, did I say tears? Tears. The almonds fit nicely as they remind me of weddings since Jordan almonds are usually given out at weddings. Yes. The bitter almonds and the sweet sugar symbolizes this bitterness of life and the sweetness of love. While the almonds in here are not sugar-coated but are fudge-covered instead, still gives sweetness to a bitterness of the almond. These fudge-covered almonds are an excellent representation of this finale because it's bitter and it is over and the sweetness of the happy ending for everyone. Always beautifully Well done, Mike. Thank you so much again every week for providing us that ice ice cream cream flavor. flavor. Sounds so incredible. Right? Like, so incredible. It sounds amazing. Sidebar, Baskin and Robbins has a dairy-free vegan uh, chocolate chip cookie dough. It's fucking, it's amazing. You got it? Yeah. Randy and I got it the other night, like, a large, and we shared it. Wait, you went out and got it? Yeah, because we have a Baskin Robbins slash Dunkin' Donuts down the street that they just redid. Oh, And so we were looking up dairy-free ice cream you know, around because it's still really hard to find, Mm -hmm. especially at places where you get ice cream, not necessarily at the supermarket. We're always subjected to the supermarket. And so he he saw that they had a flavor and we just walked in thinking maybe they won't have it and we'll just leave. And they did. And it was so good. Wow. So, so good. It's made with almond milk. If you guys are dairy free, this flavor, hopefully your, your Baskin Robbins has it, but highly recommend. 
I'm definitely going to Being that we're on the topic that. of ice cream. Yeah, absolutely. I know it's true, but usually if you go to a soft serve place or an ice cream place, you know what they have? Raspberry, raspberry sorbet. Raspberry sorbet. Always raspberry my, sorbet. I don't want fucking raspberry sorbet. Right? It's like... Where's it's my... Not, it's not quenching the... No. Where's my cookie dough? Where's my yeah. vanilla peanut butter? Where's... I don't right. want raspberry sorbet. Right. And then you're like, oh, can I get some chocolate chips That's on what that? you do. You put chocolate <laughs> chips on it just to like make it better, but... Uh, and you grin and bear it, but really, yeah. it I mean, it's fulfill. good when you want raspberry sure. sorbet, but not when you want ice cream. No, and everyone's getting like their giant sundaes. Like, yeah. I love raspberry sorbet with chocolate chips. Mm-hmm. Right over, but yeah. we're going to start, guys. We are going to start. <laughs> we're going to get into the episode. We did things a little bit different this week. Usually we, as you know, we do a big summary. We go scene by scene, try to cover everyone's storyline. This is the this series is finale. This is it. You all have seen it. I'm pretty sure I'm not recapping anything. Right. There. There's no need for us to give you every single scene, every single moment, line, no. gist. You know what happened. Sure. And plus, we have a lot of questions and comments. It's incredible. It's amazing. And I, I want to have time for that or else we'll be here for three hours, which yeah. I'm sure you'd be fine with. But yeah. hey, you know. <laughs> so we're going to, I wrote down, we'll see how this goes first time doing this. I did my notes a little bit differently. Liz is going to follow suit. Yes. And we'll go from there. Okay, so the episode opens. It's six months later. Yeah. Yeah, we have Sandy, Ryan, and Kirsten making breakfast with Caitlin in the Cooper Roberts residence. Slash now Cohen's residence. Correct. So we in, in this opening scene, we find out the Cohens have been staying with Julie, Summer, and Caitlin. For six months. Mm-hmm. It's craziness. Taylor went back to Paris. Her and Ryan broke up. Another thing. Wait, where did this come from? Uh, Julie is pregnant and engaged to the bullet. I felt like this was a joke. This whole episode in the beginning, at least the first 20 minutes, I'm like, let's get to the real episode here. Summer and Seth have been pretty much living in Summer's bedroom. Yeah. In recliners have become way too comfortable, and they plan to move to Rhode Island and have an apartment together. Yeah. Yeah. Big steps. Huge steps. Uh, the Cohen's house has been waiting to be assessed, and it turns out that the damage costs way more than insurance can actually cover. Ew. So Sandy and Kirsten look at houses, which they don't like any of them, and this inspires Ryan to gather Seth, fly to Berkeley, and see if they can get their old house back. This was very sweet. Mm-hmm. Also super unrealistic. Does this happen? I don't know. In I would, real life? If do this, people just say, hey, I want to buy your house, and they just give it up? I don't like, know. Like, you've made a home in that house. Yeah. I hope, at least. Right. So the house is owned by a couple, Todd and Patrick, and they're not interested in selling, like you of said. Of course. Why would they be? Right. It's a, an adorable house. Yeah. Very nice house. Yeah. I mean, of course, there's sentimental value there. Yeah. They spent their first years there together. Okay. So I figured that's pretty much, this is the setup of the episode yeah. for the beginning. And obviously, as you guys know, we have time jumps towards the end, which we'll talk about the final scenes when we get there. But let's start with Ryan. 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 So like we said, Ryan comes up with the idea to go to the Berkeley house and try to get that house back for the Coens because Kirsten and Sandy aren't liking anything they're seeing. This is a very like, I'm like trying to compare it to another character. Maybe more of like a summer thing to do or even maybe a Seth thing to do. Definitely a Taylor thing, but not a Ryan thing to do. No. Let me just go and try and, you know, make these people give up their house because my parents need to be happy. And it's kind of returning the favor. You gave me a home. I want to give you a home. So true. So it's really sweet that he's kind of turned the corner with the emotional gestures. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ryan also realizes he does have feelings for Taylor. 
He does want to revisit them and they end up having a hot makeout session and a sweet train moment when they do revisit each yeah. other. Yeah. So I felt like I was confused as to where people were going, ending up. Mm-hmm. They probably said it. I just, it just went over my head. So we know in the six months, Ryan and Taylor, Taylor says he was trying to learn French and I was, I don't even know what she was trying to do. They were still not on the same page. Like they were still from the separate worlds and that's why they dispersed. Right. They tried it and it just didn't work. Right. So it's crazy to me that within like a six month period, you love each other, right? But that didn't work. You couldn't make it work even though you loved each other. And then Taylor's like, I need to go to Paris. I guess she's, is she going to school there again or she is just living there? Yeah. So she's been living in Paris and she comes home, which I'm like, did she come home for Julie's wedding? I guess so. Right. Uh, Taylor had some really good moments in this episode when she's even trying to fly back into the country. She's with the TSA agent. And she, Typical Taylor. She's on the terrorist watch list. But during that whole speech she gives to him is filling us in on her and Ryan's yes. relationship yes. and what happened. He tried to grow mustache. She's like, yeah, it's, it's funny. Tried to learn cheese and all of that. Uh, but she realizes that she's still in love with Ryan. And Ryan. He's still in love with her. Of course. It doesn't take. It it takes a long time to stop feeling for someone. Sure. Especially when you don't... I'm assuming their relationship wasn't very volatile. They were just like, oh, we're kind of not on the same page. Maybe a mutual breakup. Yeah. So, it so just, you still love that person. Correct. And so when they're reunited, they have a phone call exchange. And when she realizes that he might be in Berkeley... She's like, oh, no. Right. But when they do reconnect, they end up having a hot makeout session, which I loved. And they have a suite when she's heading back to Paris via train and boat because she can't fly. No airline will take her. She has, they have like a sweet train moment where he wants to be with her and spend time with her. Yeah. So maybe they did do it for a while. I think so. But in my, we'll we'll get to it. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Another great Taylor moment in this episode is that she's always been there to help Summer. Yeah. And she essentially helps Summer out of her right, at least gets her to shower. Yeah. Yeah, because Summer and Seth are in a deep rut. Oh, this is so bad. They're so comfortable with one another, as we see throughout this episode. But also, Seth is starting to realize that, you know what? This rut isn't good for either of us. We're not growing. And when he's with Ryan visiting Berkeley, he ends up talking to this person who is a member of George. Right, and they know Summer. Right, and they're like, we would hate for her to waste her potential. And Seth knows deep down, like, Summer's got to go and do this. Yeah, so Summer gave up George to be home. Yeah, she says Because of after the earthquake. the earthquake. And she, because Taylor's like, what happened? And she explains how the earthquake happened. The Cohen's house was, dev- you know, destroyed. Seth moved in. And we started watching Briefcase or No Briefcase. Yeah. Deal or no deal. Deal or no deal. <laughs> so, I know. So they got comfortable. And, I and can, she's like, all right, I guess I don't need to go and fulfill my dream. And Seth, at the moment, I guess, is waiting for school to start because he's like, I didn't really have one. Yeah. He's waiting to go to Rhode Island. They had a, a whole plan of their apartment. And living together out. for four years. Yeah. I have to say throughout all of the bedroom scenes of Summer, of you know, Seth and Summer staying in Summer's room, I love the huge cardboard cutout of Miss Vixen. Yeah. And I think that was just like a really good, just a throwback to, you know, like subconsciously of like, oh yeah, the Atomic County and 
he had this cardboard cut out of her and right and like how she's almost like untouchable yes as little miss fixin and then there she is like in her lazy boy chair with like her hair up no makeup on eating like out of the container right it's like oh how the mighty have fallen but also it's like well no now you're comfortable in your relationship and how amazing it is for seth to look at that poster and be like wow that's my girlfriend i've always loved her and like now she she loves me too right Exactly. Like, how amazing. What are the chances? And how amazing for as much as it hurts Seth, and he even has that sweet talk with Sandy of, I'm afraid of what could happen, but I know this rut isn't good for either of us. Right. I'm glad he came to the adult realization. Very adult of you, Seth. So he inspires Summer with the flyer of George and is like, you got to go. And so she does end up leaving for George and she tells Seth, like, I'll see you in 08 after the New Hampshire primary. You're my destiny, Cohen. <sighs> Go save the world, Summer Roberts. Sweet. He was very uh, poised. Yeah. And just knew, like, yes, we're doing the right thing. It was sweet. And she gets on the bus and she leaves for, I guess, a year. Yeah. I guess we're in 07 at this right. point, right? So I guess maybe a year, maybe less than a year. Yeah. And Seth, he follows her journey. He cuts yeah. out her clippings. Like, they know they're meant to be with each other. They had just had to go separate and grow. Right. And like a long distance relationship is okay. You make it work. Yeah. And luckily they ended up being in the same place after that. And so right. I guess mentally and physically we're in the same place. Right. I mean, comically, the fact that they were such in a rut, they didn't know that Pancakes was pregnant. Right. How the fuck did Pancakes <laughs> get pregnant? Right. What other bunny came in there? And... Unless it was like during no, the earthquake. <laughs> I don't, how long are bunny pregnancies I don't, for? I don't know. Uh, it was sweet though because when Summer does say her, go- her goodbye uh, before she gets on George, she has a sweet goodbye with Taylor. You're the best friend, best girlfriend. Yeah. And she has a sweet goodbye with Ryan and Ryan ends up adapting. Him a, uh, a bunny. The little rabbit flapjack. So very sweet Seth and moments. Yes. Sandy and Kirsten. Sandy and Kirsten. Okay, so they, like we said, were house hunting. They don't know what to do. Kirsten's nine months pregnant. Yeah, she's ready. And the boys are in Berkeley. They obviously want their parents to come see the house, but Kirsten can't fly on commercial airlines. So here comes the bullet. (gasps) The bullet was great in this episode. He was great. He helped out everyone. He wasn't really, like, upset by any of Julie's actions. It was fantastic. And so he flies both of them up to the Berkeley house. With a doctor, one of his sons is a doctor, right? Right, for lady for parts. For lady parts. <laughs> <laughs> so the Coens get up there and they knock on the door and they totally understand. Like Todd and Patrick is like, are you, what is with you people? Like, why yeah. are you here? And she's like, I need to use the restroom. <laughs> she uses the restroom. Her water breaks. It turns out one of them is a midwife. Uh, How convenient. <laughs> Gives birth and they have Sophie Rose Cohen. Sophie Rose. Super cute. So cute. Yeah. And she's like in her old, well, not her actual bed, but like I'm assuming what their master bedroom was. (laughs) Holding her Sophie Cohen in her arms like it's 20 years ago. It's really fun (laughs) and cute. Right. Uh, Julie and Caitlin. This whole thing is a hot mess. Okay. So Julie's pregnant, like we said before, with a boy and engaged to the bullet, but the baby the baby is actually Frank's. Yeah. I am first time watchers. Were you surprised when Julie came out like next to Kirsten with like her semi smaller belly? I'm like, wait, 
I forgot that they like open up the episode with that. Mm-hmm. And you, she almost doesn't even look like she's pregnant. I know. So I'm like, wait, is she? Yeah, I knew she was. But right. I didn't know if we got that later on. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, this is interesting. And also, she's marrying the bullet. So. Yeah. And she didn't end up telling Caitlin until the night before her wedding. That it's Frank's baby. Yeah, because she says, you know, Caitlin says something about, wow, I met the 12 bullets. I'm going to have 12 stepbrothers and lucky number 13. And he's going to come out you know, cowboy boots on or something like that. And she's like, or a wife beater. (laughs) It's like, what? (sighs) And Caitlin, she's not upset. She just is hurt. She just wants her mom (laughs) to be happy. Yeah. And I guess her and Frank were pretty hot and heavy for, I guess. I mean, how pregnant is Julie supposed to be here? I don't know, three months? Yeah. Maybe? Because you find out the sex generally. Right. Um, so not that long ago she was with Frank. Well, they she <laughs> says that when I told Frank, he freaked out. And, and then he ran away. He ran away. And then when Caitlin goes to talk to Frank on Julie's behalf, Julie doesn't know that she goes to talk to him. He says that, yes, he freaked out. But when he went to go talk to her, she was already with the bullet. Yeah. She was like, got to. Gotta get my next step. And the bullet didn't care. He knew he that knows, it's Frank's baby. But he loves her anyway and wants to he, be there for her and Caitlin. He lives for Julie. And Caitlin. And Caitlin loves Peanut. And it's really sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So on Julie's wedding day, she looks gorgeous. Yeah. And she's planning on getting married where she had her marriage to Caleb. Oh, yeah. Does that look familiar? <laughs> yes. Yeah. The whole thing looked very familiar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but she has a very sweet moment with Summer. Yes, I did tear up here. On both accounts, because Summer's there filling in with Kirsten. Kirsten can't fly to the wedding. Yes, and Julie doesn't know why yet. Right. (laughs) So she's discussing with Julie about if her and Seth are right for each other. And Julie is like just so genuine and gives her this motherly advice of don't waste your potential. You're a great girl. What do I know? Here I am 20 years later and still pregnant and getting married. I left. I'm 20. I'm pregnant. At my wedding. At my again, wedding. 20 Ag- years later. Again. Yeah. And then Summer gives Julie this sweet necklace and it's a locket with Marissa's picture in it. Yeah. Really sweet. And mm-hmm. they did both tear up. Yeah. I mean, I teared up. Yeah. I teared up too. Of if course. you didn't tear up, you're a fucking monster. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You are heartless. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It was my one of my favorite moments of the whole episode. Agreed. Yeah. So... Then Julie finds out that Kirsten can't be at her wedding. And she's like, I can't get married without Kiki. She's, she's my, my best, best friend. friend. Which I can continue crying. Yeah. <laughs> because how far these two have come. Yes. So the bullet ends up flying everyone to the Berkeley house. Ridiculous. Everyone's and, lined up outside the house. Yeah. And it turns out that the other man, the, you know, the owners is a wedding planner. <laughs> So, like, how perfect, Todd <laughs> so and Patrick, ridiculous. midwife and wedding planner. <laughs> so ridiculous. So, as Julie's about to say, I do, Frank tries to fight for Julie. He ends up going to the wedding venue. Yeah, which we Julie! Know. <laughs> we know they're not there. Yeah, screaming. I was like, oh, no, no, she's not there. Yeah, so she, he ends up calling Caitlin during the wedding. Bullet's like, are you kidding me? Puts him on speakerphone, and we see that Julie chooses herself. Yes. Good for you, yes. Julie. And decides she's going to be single. And she ends up getting an education. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Bullet. I feel like we just have to give like a little nod to Bullet. We met all of his 12 sons. Yes. All named after cities in Texas. Yeah. Big oil refineries. 
He was so supportive of Julie, so supportive of Caitlin, so supportive of Kirsten, yeah. so supportive of Sandy and Seth and Ryan, and also just hysterical how the George flyer was a picture of the bullet. Yeah, because he's so bad for the environment. He's so bad. He's like doing some oil something yeah. or another. Yeah, really funny. No bueno, but he had amazing lines in yeah, this episode. Yeah, he was great just, in this episode. The, like stuff he was saying, I'm like, I couldn't stop laughing. I'm like, oh my God, he's so inappropriate, but I can't hate you because you were just there for these Right, and he everyone. seems to love Julie and Caitlin unconditionally. Yeah. He would do anything for them. Obviously, money is not an option. So whatever works, he'll do. Yeah. And I find that to be very sweet. Right. Do I think Julie should be with him? No. no. But also, I don't really think she should be with Frank either. Well, okay. So, but, you know. We get to our final scenes. Mm. Yes. This so, is when I started to tear up. Okay, so the final goodbyes. The Coens are in their house. We see Sandy and Kirsten packing up, and there's two different scenes. One, Sandy has Sophie and like a baby Bjorn. Yes. He's packing up the boxes. The next one, which is a very, very quick scene, when it made me tear up was the bagel slicer. Yeah, like the final thing they pack. Uh, What's a bagel slicer? Oh my gosh. Uh, then we have all of them outside of the Cohen house. Sandy and Kirsten and Sophie, they're driving up to Berkeley area. And Ryan's going to follow in his Jeep. And Seth is going off to Rhode Island. So they all say goodbye. They all have a group hug. Yes, very sweet. I did tear up I mean, here. Yeah. Yeah. Then we have a Ryan and Seth moment. This is when I started to actually really have tears poured out my face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they hug. They discuss. Well, first off, before they hug, they are funny about it. And they're like, should we hug? Yeah, they're stupid. Need to hug. But, Silly boys. But they hug. Of course, they're brothers. And Seth's like, oh, it feels so good in here. This feels mm. so good. And they discuss how they're both better off. Yes, for knowing each other. So Seth's sad. like, I'm so happy I made you like sit like funnier. Yeah. You're funnier than when I found you. Yeah. And Ryan's like, well, I'm, you know. I'm better than, than when I, when you found me. Yeah. Yeah. It's really sweet. So very, sweet. very sweet. And they say goodbye. And Ryan's like, I'm going to stay behind. Yeah. Mm. This was great, though. I really enjoyed this. And he goes into the house and we get these great flashbacks of the pilot episode, episode. When he first gets to the Coens. When he goes into the pool house, when he first sees Seth in the morning. Yeah, Seth with his video games, like, hey. Hey, do you want to play Grand Theft Auto and steal cars? (laughs) Uh, And then we see when Sandy drives him down the driveway, when he sees Marissa Marissa. for the first time. Yeah. I'm really glad we got the little nods to her. And I love how Ryan is like, you know, as much as this house meant to you, this house meant a lot to me, too. Right. I mean, his whole life changed being with the Coens and being at this house. Right. So, yeah. Who's he probably never would have went to Berkeley or had no. any path like like he did. So, yeah. So then we have flash forwards. So, yeah. We, we How see, forward is this? Do we know? Well, we see that Ryan attends Berkeley class of 2012. Yes. We see Julie graduate college. And in the oh, audience, love this. we have Caitlin who stands up. Team Julie shirt. Team Julie shirts. <laughs> the bullets there. Frank and is there. And they're wearing Team Julie shirts. And then the baby. And the son, <laughs> who's got to be what six? Maybe, maybe, maybe pushing it. Maybe he might younger? be a little younger. Yeah. I don't know. He looks kind of small. Maybe yeah. my memory doesn't serve me correctly. But but they're cheering. Okay. For yeah. Her. So maybe six years. Yeah. Later, five years later. Let's just say. Right. We then have Seth and Mer get married. Yes. And it's very sweet. 
We have Sandy and Kirsten there. We have Sophie who looks six, do you think? Yeah, yeah, probably. Makes sense. Ryan's there. Taylor is there. And Summer walks herself down the aisle. Yeah, right? No, Neil. I just thought of that. Could we not get him? Maybe. Or maybe we couldn't get him. She's an independent woman and chose to walk herself down the aisle. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a very small, intimate wedding. In the backyard. In the backyard. So maybe she's just like, I'm going to do it differently. And yeah. But I absolutely loved her walking down. She sticks her tongue out at Seth. It's perfect. Typical. It's perfect for them. And it's very quick, which I it's like. It's extremely quick. It just shows us that they they're, ended up together. together. Right. And it showed me Ryan and Taylor are not. What well, do you think? save it. Okay. Because this is like a, <laughs> a loaded <big> question <laughs> that I think we'll save for okay. questions and comments. Awesome. Uh, and then the last scene we have is Seth, I mean, excuse me, Ryan becomes an architect. Yeah. He's leaving the job That's site. That's awesome. Yeah. And he sees a kid who reminds him of himself when he was younger and asks if he needs help. Hey, kid, you need help? Full circle moment. Full circle. Very sweet. That's our episode. Yeah. Were there any other parts? I mean, obviously, it. you know, as I, I so first time I watched this episode, I took my notes like I usually do. And I was like, man, I, how are we... I don't even know how to condense. Yeah, it's hard. Then I watch it again last night. I took a different set of notes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'll just combine. And then I'm like, what is the best way to go about this? And I was like, oh, well, we have so many questions and comments. It's kind of a gear our conversation. Yeah, and you guys, I'm sure, hit every point that you would like to hear for discussion. So if we did miss something, I'm sure we'll get to it. Oh, absolutely. And I feel like that was the gist of the episode. And as I said in the top of it, I honestly felt like it was kind of silly Mm-hmm. Which the OC can be silly. silly. Yeah. Um, not as maybe dramatic as a finale would be, but also, again, that's not the tone of the show generally. So I felt like, and this is me just my absorption, and I only watched it this morning, guys, because I wanted it to be fresh, but also maybe I kind of regret not watching it again. I think you should have watched it again. Yeah. Because, yeah. and like, obviously, we'll have bonus episodes. So my plan is to watch it again. And see if I feel differently. It's not that I wasn't emotional because I certainly was. I felt like there was maybe like, I love the moment where Kirsten's holding the photo, the photo box, and she has the photos of Seth when they're, when he was younger and Summer and Ryan and then the family photo. Oh my the God, one the Chrismica photo. The Chrismica photo. Yes. Loved that. And so I did tear up there and I teared up uh, with the Seth and the Ryan thing. And of course, with the Marissa thing. But I know maybe maybe I was looking for like more of the Seth Umer. Again, it's just always a thing that I'm looking for is like the more of the romantic. I think him aspect. being like you need to do this is the most romantic. No, thing. that is very romantic. I think maybe for me the wedding portion, I would have liked to see maybe like more something where Seth was like, "I loved you since I was a little kid," mm. even though we know this. But mm. something for me to know. Alyssa is going to literally ball her brains out. But then again, I'm kind of happy I didn't. So Interesting. it's really, I'm really indifferent. But I overall, I did enjoy it. Yeah, I know. I felt there was definitely parts where I was like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, the beginning ep- of the episode with the whole Julie stuff, I was like, oh my God, this is so silly. Well, I actually, I think the Julie stuff was one of my favorites part of the episode because the fact that she in the end chooses herself gets an education yes says to caitlin yeah we're on our own but i'm gonna finally figure out on my own her vulnerability her being honest 
And the fact that she was with the bullet, but she knows she shouldn't be with the bullet, but bullet would be a good husband. And, yeah. And the fact that she's pregnant with Frank's baby, bullet's like, I don't care. I'll be with you anyway. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Lucky number 13. It's you know? really incredible. But again, you know, going to the house, trying to get people to give up the house. Yeah. Turns out midwife and wedding planner. There's silliness. But I think that everyone's journey, though, like makes sense. 100%. I'm glad that Kirsten and Sandy kind of got out of Newport. I'm I'm just surprised that even after they lived in Berkeley, they were like, yeah, let's go and live back in Newport where you're from, Kirsten. And so they lived this life where she made a lot of money and then Sandy, they they made this very cushy life for themselves. But right. also the people in that town, they weren't great. And Seth grew up like being an outsider because he's like, I don't like these people and they don't like me. Right. And then Ryan comes in and it kind of like humbles up the whole situation. So like it makes sense for me to like, yeah, let's go to Berkeley again. Let's just go back to our roots, get out of Newport. Our kids are grown like we don't need that we'll lifestyle anymore. And I forgot to mention, uh, Ryan. Jeez, all my people are all uh, floating around up there. <laughs> Sandy becomes a professor. Yes, that part I really, really cried about. <laughs> I forgot about that. Sandy becomes a professor. I was yep. like, yes, he is like. And I'm saying this out loud. He's the. He'd probably be the best professor ever. I'm like saying this to myself. <laughs> He would be the best professor ever. I'd love to have him. Yeah. And then you see Caitlin. She goes to a college. Yeah. she. Be- Why am I blanking? It had it on the. I thought she was just like showing that she was part of like a math or something. Yeah. She was like. She applied herself. She applied herself. And yeah. And she is a smart cookie. So yeah. I think everyone got a happy ending. And I don't know if you noticed, but the music was I mean, same music used in the pilot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that brings back all the feels. Yeah. Especially like, oh when Ryan's in the pool house. Yeah. Even when Ryan and Sandy are looking at houses with Kirsten. And that yes. score was the same. I was like, oh, my. I mean, it transports you back. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, my God, here are the feelings. Yep. Here they here. And also when I was watching it, because I'm like, well, if the floodgates are open, we might as well just put my internal feelings. Like, yeah. oh, this is the last Let's talk OC recap. I know. And that's that like. It's ooh. weird. It's the end of an era, except it doesn't feel that way. And it we doesn't. said the same thing with Tree Hill Talk. We're I like, know. we're going to do bonus episodes. We did though. And we did. And we've continued to do it for a, a lo- long time after that. Yeah. Um, But it just feels like it hasn't settled in yet. And it won't, I feel like, for a while. Yeah. But. And I think when we do do our pilot rewatch, I think then it might hit us. Yeah. Which I'm so excited to see Marissa again. <laughs> Me too. Like full circle. Yeah. I want to see now that even though I kind of knew where everyone ended up, it's going to be even more emotional to watch them for the first time again, especially yeah. Ryan and Seth meeting and Sandy taking Ryan in, Kirsten, Kirsten not being okay with it in the beginning and right. then ultimately being like, Ryan's staying with us. And yeah. when he sees Marissa for the first time, right, it's going to be good. So, we're going to take a short break. I'm going to go grab Ant. Yeah. He was requested. <laughs> Always highly requested. Always highly requested. And then we'll get into our questions and comments for discussion. The Bait Shop, Newport's own music venue. The hippest place, the hottest band, the coolest drinks. The Bait Shop is the prime stop on the pier for nightly entertainment. Whether you're on a date or it's just a group hang, nothing beats a night at The Bait Shop.
Welcome back from break. Hola. <laughs> He's here. Ant is here. He was requested. So welcome. Thank you. It's good to be here, guys. I was just watching the episode. Did you uh, cry? Uh, no, I didn't get to the crying part yet. Oh. Oh, what's the crying part for you? Like the end? Yeah, I mean, I guess, I don't know. The, well, uh, when we watched it the other day, I definitely was tearing up. Maybe because I was ready for it the, you know, today. I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't need it. So I, it didn't get to me. You were tearing up? Yeah. What parts? Well, like, you know, when the music started at the wedding and yeah. anytime there was music. <laughs> no, it's true, yeah. though. We were just saying like that. Like sadder music or... Any music really gets yeah. me. Anytime. Did, did you like this finale? Yeah, yeah. I thought I, I was as I was watching it. I was thinking that they did a good job of keeping it like light, but yes. like, but meaningful. Yeah, yeah. I think that's you're. That's absolutely right. That's what you want. right? That's what in you want. That's the best you can. And ask I don't for, know why I'm being so silly asking for more when like no, that should be the way it is. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, they could do what TV shows do now and just always leave it as a cliffhanger. For yeah, ever, right. Never, never, Everything. Never, 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 never. Which I don't so hate true. either. I just respect writing. Except for the Dexter series finale, I felt that was awful. <laughs> but anyway, we're just coming back. I know. Yeah, Randy and I are going to start it so we can get in that last few. Are you going to watch like editions? Yeah, or? we're going to watch. You're going to bear in it. Yeah, of Dexter so good. Yeah, yeah, beginning. I yeah. saw the first whole first season was amazing. So. Yeah, yeah. And all second right. season, second season oh, is actually okay. my favorite. <laughs> second season, my favorite because dokes. I mean, okay, all right, okay, dokes. all right, all right. Not too good. much Dexter talk. Well, I thought this was the Dexter. <laughs> no, podcast. OC finale. Oh, right. OC finale. OC finale. Okay, so we're we're gonna get into our questions and comments. We have a bunch to go. I am through. so excited. And I'm so honored. My heart exploding, bursting. Yeah. Uh, reading all of your questions and comments, guys. Crying yesterday at work. Wow. I worked from home. Aunt was home. I was just texting lists and I kept putting the cry emoji. But like when I put that, I'm actually means I'm crying. Yes. <laughs> and I was actually crying, just sobbing right, right, and right. sobbing and sobbing. I'm like, Michelle, like pull it together. Was I upstairs? Yes. Yeah. I was like, I hope Aunt doesn't <laughs> well, come good, down. Because then you, you release the floodgates. Yeah. And it just comes out. And then yesterday I was rewatching the episode. More. And yeah. And comes in and I was like oh come on I'm just about to have a crying moment <laughs> he's like do you want a macaron and I was like get yes, out yes I do <laughs> she didn't she didn't want I the didn't. macaron I was in my like zone of crying I was like get out get out Costco yeah. had 30 macarons for like $15 Whoa. just saying wow. where she get them for we our should, next uh, we should get night them. we're eating macarons like good macarons or? I don't know they looked delicious and the flavors looked very um, okay. you know okay. exquisite okay <laughs> <laughs> alright so we're gonna start over on Instagram with our girl Tish. Tish. At Tish, Tish underscore Dominique 124 says, I can't believe this journey is over. Thank you so much for allowing me to be a small part of this amazing adventure. I'm so proud of this network and everything you do. Thanks so much for the pod. It was amazing and it helped me get through university, start my first job in my career field, and even accompany me as I started my second degree. Wow. Should I start crying now? I don't know. Everyone, oh God, we got we got to hold it together. We have so much to go through. <laughs> Todd Sherry is one of the men living in the Berkeley house. He also played a waiter at one of the Newport parties in the pilot and later in 221. Oh yeah, he looked familiar. Uh, I knew he was in the beginning. I didn't realize he was later on too. Yeah. Uh, he was also a casting associate on the show. Oh, cool. Oh. There was commentary for this episode from with Josh Schwartz, so she provided oh, some of that. Goodness. Having the finale pick up six months later was meant to mirror the start of season four, which picked up six months later. Oh, clever. 
The idea to have Ryan get the homes to the Coens in Berkeley was the idea of coming full circle where the Coens gave Ryan a home and he returns the favor. Yes, love. When Stephanie Savage watched the finale cut with the music and finished it entirely, she cried so hard she got a nosebleed. <laughs> Aww. The last ever scene that was filmed for Ryan was at Berkeley with the 2012 banner over his head. Aww. When Taylor meets Summer in the arrival room, there's a man with a sign saying Schwartz and another one saying Toyton. Oh, really? I know. That's I didn't funny. catch that. I didn't catch that either. Josh talks about naming the baby Sophie, even though the Nana did not die. Okay, good. I was wondering that. I know we had that you whole know? discussion. I'm like, wait, you're just yeah. going to up and name the baby the same name as your mother? Like, you think something. And with the Jewish faith. Yeah, yep. you think. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Her comment, oh my God, this episode is amazing. I still think it is in top five of first series finales for me. Seeing all the characters for one last time felt so amazing. I cried so many times. I remember so much and so little of the episode at the same time. Mm -hmm. I honestly have so much to say, but can't even think of the words. Finishing the show again feels like another chapter is closing and another one is going to begin soon. Totally. Thank you, Tish. Thank you, Tish. We thoroughly, obviously, love you to death. And we appreciate you every single week looking up the trivia. You didn't have to do that. And I hope you didn't feel like you you had to. I hope you didn't feel (laughs) obligated. Yeah, like each week, like, oh, where's Tish with her tea? Gotta wait for for Tish to get in. That (laughs) obligation. Thank you, Tish. Yeah. At Mrs. Boquist, she provided some trivia as well. Peter Gallagher, Kelly Rowan, Ben McKenzie, Adam Brody, Rachel Bielsen, Melinda Clark, and Todd Sherry are the only actors that appear both in the pilot and the series finale. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Oh. Caitlin Cooper also appears in both the pilot and series finale, <laughs> only the characters played by two different actresses. Yes. What? I'm just kidding. You're, you're kidding. <laughs> Get out of here. Uh, Peter Gallagher, Kelly Rowan, Ben McKenzie, Adam Brody, and Rachel Bielsen are the only actors to appear in every single episode of the series and also in all four seasons. Wow. That's wow. every single episode. Ever of the OC. Yeah. Wow. When Ryan tells Taylor he just wants to be friends, she answers, Ryan Atwood, Monami. Sounds (laughs) terrific. She said the same thing in the summer bummer when Ryan suggested they should be friends. I think, yes, I recall that as well. The Save the California Sea Otters flyer, which may be referenced to Seth's spirit animal, Mm. is run by friends aligned to save otters, a.k.a. Fatso. (laughs) (laughs) That's cute. I like that. Yeah. Caitlin, Frank, and the child are wearing Team Julie t-shirts, just like the Team Bullet t-shirt Caitlin wore in the episode The Case of the Franks. I kind of want a Team Julie shirt. Right? When Julie is placed onto the terrorist watch list at the airport, she is described on the computer screen as being deceptively innocent in appearance, known associates wanted for questioning. (laughs) (laughs) Mexico law enforcement may have further info on incident in the country in 2006. Oh my goodness. The church Julie is supposed to get married in before they take the wedding to Berkeley is the same place she married Caleb and the same place his funeral was held. Yeah. Bizarre that, that you would I do know, that. that. Yeah, they must really like this place. Or I got a good deal. Yeah. <laughs> Summer says, "Real life Jake broke up with real life April." Yeah, I was going to mention this. This is a play at Adam Brody and Rachel Bielsen, whose breakup in November 2006 was called by many the breakup of the real Seth and Summer. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking That's that funny. the whole time. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Get married in the end. How awkward this might be. Yeah, true. <laughs> I know. Uh, some comments she had. Toaster Strudel, our worlds oh collide yet again. All yep. I can think about is Quinn's song, 
you you did not get that far in Wintry Hill. No. But there's a toaster strudel song that they play as a commercial in One Tree Hill, and one of the characters that happened to not be one of our favorite characters would sing this song, and it just drove us crazy. And we're like, what is with these shows and toaster strudels? Huh. Yeah, because Seth provides that. Oh, no, it's a toaster pastry. That. Toaster pastry, but <gasps> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of the same thing. Well, yeah. Yeah. She says, I love the Berkeley house, and I'm glad they are moving there, but I teared up when Ryan walked around and left Newport for the last time, yeah. and they had the montage between old and new. I love... Ryan seeing the kid at the end and asking if he needed help. The hospitality and love the Coens provided shaped Ryan's life. Yeah. What do you think and the maybe said? this kid needed help. What do you think he said? He's though? probably like, nah, dude, I'm good. Right. <laughs> or like, don't assume. Yeah. He's yeah. probably just. Stranger danger. Exactly. Too. You well, know, that too. I, like, you don't just like. Yeah. Have a guy I mean, come he, up to you and I know, be like, but yeah. it, was, it was a Range Rover though. It was like a nice car. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Jess. Yes. Thanks, Jess. At Vassal. Zcon on Instagram. Our Goof King. Goofy. He sent us a voice memo. Oh and God. I haven't heard it yet. So I'm very excited to me too. play it for you guys. And me too. <laughs> Let's make sure my volume is up. So I wanted to take a moment to share what the OC means to me. The OC came on when I was in high school and college. It played a large role in shaping many aspects of myself as it introduced me to new music, fashion trends, and was very different from any other show that I had previously watched. To this day, some of those influences are still there as I still love indie rock. Though the show fell into the category of teen drama, I truly think that it's one of a kind and cannot be topped. I watched the episodes through their original run and have only rewatched the series one time. For me, the show holds a special place in my heart and I'm waiting for the right time in life to watch the whole series in its entirety again. The show meant so much to me that I even moved to Orange County, California three months after the finale. The OC will always be my favorite show. That's and so then, beautiful. Wow. Moved to it was California. Part two? It, was it was part two. <gasps> I also wanted to take a moment to let you guys know how much I've enjoyed this podcast. Thank you, Liz and Michelle, for providing the small piece of joy to look forward to each and every week. Thank you also to Ingrid, Ant, all of the guests, and all the listeners who have submitted trivia and fun facts about the show. I can tell you that it's been a pleasure to have served you as your resident goof king. This podcast has served as a nice companion during the last two years for me. During this time, I've planned an engagement, planned a wedding, gotten married, and moved to a new city. I will always remember this time of my life fondly, and Let's Talk OC is definitely a part of that as well. Thank you again for creating something so wonderful. It's been really nice to see how many others still love the OC, and I'm excited to see what you guys do next. Tears. Wow. Tears. <laughs> yeah. uh, and that's just our first voice. <laughs> oh, my God. That was, uh, that was, very, that was very sweet. It's so even, my even, heart. Even I, got a I don't even it. have like words though. It's gonna be hard to find the words. Like to thank you guys enough. Oh, thank you, Basil. That was so sweet and congratulations. I know on everything. On everything and what a journey you've had from the OC to oh. get married and I know it's amazing. He also provided a goof. Oh yay! <laughs> Uh, he says Ryan's Jeep Wrangler was destroyed during the earthquake. Yes. In this episode, we see Ryan using it. I know. Scenes. I was thinking uh, that. Yeah. I was like, oh, did he get a new one? Or did they forget that that happened? Yeah. Thank you, Vassal. Very sweet. Oh, okay. Moving on to at Kate Arnold. She has a question. Who do you think had the best character storyline and growth over the whole series? For me, I feel Ryan had the best storyline while he was always faced challenges and always helping people he always found his way back to just being a kid which i really appreciate but i feel summer had the best growth her character development was amazing i always relate her to brooke from one tree hill 
for some reason. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed the finale. This is one of the few shows where I think the finale did the show justice and wrapped everything up so neatly. Loved listening to your podcast every week and watching along with you all the way in Australia. Oh, well, thank you. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. So what do you guys think? Julie. Definitely Julie. Best character like, storyline or growth? Growth. And probably arguably storyline too, honestly. Okay. Why? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Please explain. Well, I mean, look where she started. Look where she ended up. Yeah. Like, know. she's great. You know, like, definitely one of the, like, I think the best, like, like, I don't know, differentials between, like, the lowest and the highest. You know? Like, so greatest amount mm-hmm. of growth. Yeah. Yeah. Liz? I mean, I know Ant and I always discuss how we feel Ryan kind of doesn't change, but I still feel like what has happened to him through the progression of the story makes me feel like I enjoy watching him develop the most. Like, finally coming to be able to like express his emotions. Yeah. And then loving the Cohen so much that he's like, yeah, let's get them a house. Let's get their house back. I want to be in their family always. So I think I have to say Ryan. But I do appreciate Summer and I do appreciate Julie. I think it's hard to say best character storyline and then growth because I enjoyed all of everyone. <laughs> but I think probably Summer, mm-hmm. when I think about her in the pilot when we first met her, it's kind of with Julie too. Yeah. yeah. Where she ended up. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I'd initially thought Summer, but then like I realized that I like Julie a lot better. You like Julie just in general better? Yeah. I think I do too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love Summer as yeah, well. I mean, but yeah. Yeah. Not to take away from Summer. I'm glad but. that Julie finally, finally is putting like her children first. Yeah. And sort herself. Of. And her first. Well, her in, first. in a non-selfish and, way. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. okay, I'm going to better myself. She even says better it to herself. Summer. I'm the same way I was at my wedding 20 years ago, pregnant, you know, knocked up and getting married. Yeah. So the fact that she's like, no, I'm going to better myself, get an education, team Julie. And then controversial, is she with a bullet or is she with Frank? Yeah, who knows? Or she's not with anyone. Maybe bullet was just a good friend to her and Frank was just a good friend to her. And I think Caitlin just, loves them both. I think it's a modern mixed family. Yeah. yeah. It's just sweet. I enjoyed that. On Twitter, actually, at Jokum. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing your name, Trier, Joachim Trier, also asked the question of best character development and their vote was Summer as well. Yeah, I could imagine most people would pick Summer. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. She definitely starts out rough. I mean, she's very materialistic and superficial. But then she, within the first season, you're like, okay, you definitely see the, the character development. Thank you, Kate, for sending your question and sweet comments from Australia. Thank you. Thanks. At Kira Baldau, hopefully I'm pronouncing your username correctly. I still remember getting so excited for you to all start this podcast when you were finishing up Tree Hill Talk. Oh, hey. Which I also loved. Thank you. When the first episode dropped in September of 2018, I was a freshman in college and now as a junior, I can't believe the time has moved this fast. On Mondays, when I get so stressed out about my upcoming week of long assignments and projects, your podcast was something I could look forward to and distract myself with. I've loved listening to you, too, and I'm so happy I was able to follow along since the beginning. I may not have been able to grow up watching The O.C., but it still made a major impact on me when I was a teen, and all of your thoughts and perspectives have just made me enjoy it even more. Thank you for so much. Thank you so much for everything you've given through this podcast. I can't wait for everything to come. 
The fact that you measured our podcast in years that you were in college freaks me out a little bit, I have to be honest. I'm like, oh, that just like got really real for me. But even Tish said it too. And Fasa, like through their moments of, and here I feel like, I don't know what has happened in my life. I know we're like, we're so boring in comparison, but things have happened in our lives. But when you, when you measure it, it, yeah, when you show it on paper, kind of, it just is weird. Yeah. But thank you so much. That's so sweet. Kira. At the OC Memories, not able to send a voicemail, but I still wanted to express how important the show is to me. First of all, this podcast has been a blessing to my car rides. Listening to you two discuss my favorite TV show has been such a blast. I watched the OC for the first time earlier this year and fell completely in love with Ryan Atwood. Wow, same. Mm-hmm. As a 16-year-old girl, I always find it interesting that Michelle enjoyed Seth more when she was younger, but liked Ryan now. Personally, I have yet to discover a hotter and all-around more perfect guy than Ryan. Mm-hmm. I enjoy Seth too, but generally find him childish and I don't find that attractive. <laughs> Girl, I get you. <laughs> it was only after continuing to watch the show, mainly for young Ben McKenzie, that I realized what a special show this was overall. These characters became my comfort characters and if I ever need to pick me up, I can turn on the OC and know I'll feel better after. If anything, I can always count on the fact that my life will never be as dramatic or traumatic as Marissa Cooper's. Yes, so true. I hope nobody's life is that yeah. traumatic. Yeah. Uh, all in all, this show has a special place in my heart, and thanks so much for a fun podcast. Well, thank you. Thank you. And so I totally much. agree. I mean, Ryan forever, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> in I'm, my eyes. I'm still team sad. Yeah. I love Ryan, but I mean, as a, I, I guess I appreciate Ryan more as an adult. Yeah. For sure. Well, he, yeah. And Seth can yeah. be childish, but also like nostalgia for me. Yeah. Nostalgia. 100%. Thank you. At Dell underscore Vasto, our buddy Mike, our ice cream correspondent. If it was 2007 and you were asked to join the writing crew for the last season, mm. what would you change? What would you keep the same? Oh, my God. For the last season or the last episode? Last season. Last season. Well, I kind of already expressed how I would have liked to see more college aspect. Yes, I would have liked that, um, too. So maybe in the finale, we would have graduated from college. And then I would be like, OK, now we can see the journeys that everyone has gone on. Maybe obviously Ryan, I think, would still become an architect. But like. What is Seth doing? What is Summer doing? What is Taylor doing like for their careers and their lives? Like maybe Seth and Summer live completely somewhere else in the world or. Right. I don't know. Just more like of them older, I think. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen that too. Also in the last episode, I would have liked a Kiki and Julie scene. Yeah. You know, Julie couldn't get married without Kiki being there. But then I would they really didn't kind of connect. They that didn't much. engage. Yeah, you're and right. I really would have liked to have seen that. That's true. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, he says I loved Caitlyn's Sandy impression. It was spot on. Wish me up for you. Uh, it was kind of creepy to me. <laughs> the way she said it. Yeah, it kind of she was trying creepy. a little too hard. I think. Yeah, I don't know. He says he absolutely loves when Summer sticks her tongue out at the wedding. It's so perfect for their relationship. Mm. When Ryan and Seth are hugging and saying goodbye, do you two notice they're wearing the same color top? Yes, I noticed that. I know. You, you may know. <laughs> Seth was in a polo, which I think resembled the whole preppy Newport Hollister look, oh. while Ryan was in a plain crew neck t-shirt, more his style. I wonder if that was done on purpose. Yeah. I mean, I could I could see that. Yeah. I know. Both brown. I know. Yeah. yeah it's, not it's a it's great very, color brown. Very noticeable. Yeah. Like, why would they do that? It's so bland. Like, and... both UBS shirts. Yeah. You know? Yes. UPS color. Anyway, did the writers actually intend us to pay attention to this episode or just spend the whole time ugly crying? Mm. 
First Summer's conversation with Julie before her wedding. Then she gave Julie the locket with Marissa's picture. Then they show the family picture with the first Christmas. That was also sad. And then Ryan also has all those flashbacks as he's saying goodbye to the house. That was sad. We even get the one where he sees Marissa as Sandy's taking him away. That was very sad. Extremely sad. Just one big sob fest, I tell you. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, Mike. At Linda Marie 63 says, my daughter and I always listen to your podcast together. So thank you so much for many amazing weeks of listening. Oh, my God, what a bond. I know. And That's so sweet. Thank you so much. What? Yeah. <laughs> just like watching the show. Every time I'm just like, like what? Looks. I know. This is insane. It's because crazy. Michelle and I could, like in Bridesmaids, just a look. Just we, look. We, I, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could just speak with you, just a look. <laughs> Yeah. Question: Was there a certain location, scene, character, or episode that you really loved over the whole series? We always liked the scenes in the diner and loved scenes of Seth and Summer when they were happy together and Cohen wasn't being so Coheny. Mm, yes, thank you, lovely ladies, again. Can't wait to start Tree Hill Talk. Oh well, I'm glad you're on the Tree Hill Talk journey. Enjoy. It's a that. fun journey. It's a fun long journey. So, what do you guys think? I think I always loved the bait shop. Bait shop is fun. Yeah. It was like high school. Let's party yet we're not really supposed to go live music (laughs) yeah and music and i always like the cool spot yeah and i thought the bait shop was really fun with the whole alex storyline yeah that was a good point like part of the show yeah and i think i also enjoyed diner scenes when the core four were there yeah core four getting french fries and milkshakes i like the i just like the patio the backyard yeah with the infinity pool that just just drops on yeah. the side of the house it's so infinity pools to me are bizarre but yeah. it's amazing it's gorgeous yeah but it also ruins it because you know it's a set at that well, point to, yeah. i'm like oh my god well you know in the flashback with the pilot episode that was filmed that was actual actual, location. That yeah. was you could totally it. tell yes too. you really can yeah thank you linda marie thank you okay moving over or at d garcia 0507 our buddy dom dom from last week's episode from the mighty 90s and the ravens podcast hey dom did you watch he watched oh buddy and so i'm i labeled his comments a newbie's perspective this is the first time him watching the finale and he's never really watched the oc okay Okay. he's only watched seasons one and two right right so he says firstly a massive thank you for letting me and simon join you on the show's penultimate episode i had a fantastic time and Hope both of you and your listeners enjoyed it too. Secondly, I did it. I watched the final episode of The OC like I said I would and thought I would send you guys a message to let you know my thoughts. Yes. I'm not overly familiar with The OC as you probably guessed that last week, (laughs) but this seemed like a pretty convincing and strong ending to a big TV series that made it across the Atlantic to our screens in the UK. This episode taking a six month later stance from the episode before was really interesting to me. I was fully expecting it to continue where the previous episode left off or at least weeks difference. Mm. But the six month gap seemed to be a great way to really move the finale forward away from the devastating impact of the earthquake and onto a feeling of rebuilding. Two themes that stood out were the hopeful look forward and the lives of all the key characters moving on to their next chapters mixed in the clear message of nostalgia and trips down memory lane. Yeah, it's great. Seth and Summer being described as the odd couple, the old couple upstairs was particularly particularly amusing and their new obsession with briefcase or no briefcase. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> their storyline goes from destined to be miserable together to if you love her, you let her go. Mm. And then seeing them marry at the end, which I particularly enjoyed, Seth is growing up. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. he's finally adulting. I also never came across Gordon Bullet before, but I'm so glad I did. <laughs> <laughs> you always got the Bullet is a very the special Cal character. He was hilarious. His twelve sons and their names being cities across Texas except Hanoi <laughs> <laughs> had me laughing out loud. Bullet could have his own show. Maybe the new host of The U.S. Apprentice. <laughs> oh my god! Right? Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> that really got me. I'd vote for Bullet for president. Right? Oh, oh my, my God. Buying houses without a second thought, using his own Ugh. jet several times, moving weddings, but seems like a pretty decent guy from staying friends with Julie, even though she picked Frank in the end. Yeah. Ryan's ending being a new kid's beginning was a nice full circle touch. Ryan having the chance to give a kid opportunity that was offered to him. What a great sentiment to the end of the show. Yeah. Agreed. Thank you, Dom. So happy you watched. So honored that you watched. And great comments. Great comments. I wonder if he he got it. He got it. He got it. Yeah. I wonder if like there had been any like uptick in adoptions or like late like adult children. (laughs) She'll just spit her tea out (laughs) from this show. I mean, it has a strong impact on you. You know, like the the morality of it. I wonder if anybody took the plunge because of the OC. Well, you know, well, to be honest with you, I've always since watching it, I would like to adopt an older child yeah like adopt or foster even yeah or like have people done these yeah. things because of the oc i mean you know always rolling know. around the back Let of us their know, heads. guys do you know anyone in your life that yeah. uh the correlation or would you you know like right like yeah. does anybody have the data to prove it like i bet there's like data like <laughs> in paperwork somewhere i don't know like the census uh, since the oc we'll, we'll like have to get oh. back to you on that <laughs> yeah. yeah i'd like to see i'd like to see yeah the year's 2003 through 2008 i guess and we'll see if there's like a pattern and we're just going to account it to the coc well i mean not you know not necessarily straight straight across but like a freakonomics kind of thing yeah Mm -hmm. okay okay uh thank you dom at aaw3 woman 5 i enjoyed this episode a lot more than i have in the past it's only the second time i've watched it so like you yeah I like the time jump, but I feel like there was a lot of changes in the six-month period that I would have liked to have seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I get why they had to do this. I thought the destruction of the Cohen house was symbolic to the end, and the buying of the Berkeley house was a new beginning. I thought it was interesting that Seth started the show alone and ended the show alone. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Before the okay, time jump. Right. Uh, I like that Summer finally found her way and committed to her new self. I feel like this entire season was her character going back and forth of who she will be, who she will yeah, not be. Yeah, she really did. The bus goodbye scene between Seth and Summer is one of the most beautiful moments as a couple on the show. Coffee cart, Wonder Woman, Spider-Man kiss. All these are such epic Seth and moments. Mm-hmm. So glad they were endgame. Do you think they are good for each other? Do you think they ultimately make each other better or do they bring out the worst in each other? Oh, <laughs> I think they're good for each other. I don't think they bring out the worst in each other. Yeah. I think they're good because they realized that they were getting into that rut and they were able to get themselves out before it was too late. So right. They, and I'm glad that it was Seth that realized it this time around. I mean, yeah. Summer would have gotten there with Taylor's help, but I'm glad that Seth's finally turning into a little bit more of a mature person. Yeah. And Summer just, they both, like, that's what happens in couples. Sometimes the other one just needs your help. And then the other one, you know, falls and the other one needs your help again. Like, it, the, you do role reversals a lot. And mm. just. Wow. That's how, like, deep. Thank you. But that is but how it, it goes. So, it like, definitely how it for goes. Seth Ummer, in their four years of us watching them, I mean, 
with everything that happened with Marissa and then Seth not getting, you know, not getting into Brown and just all the d- the drama that happens in your relationship. You need the other person to be like, we're going to be OK. Yeah. And so this happened to be Seth's moment, which I was really happy to yeah. see. And yeah. so he's like, yeah, go. We, we're fine. Just we're go. Fine. Yeah. So I don't think that, no, I don't think that they're bad for each other. And like, as much as they're not my couple, I think that, yeah, they work. It yeah. makes sense. Yeah. They're both just like the same, sort of, but yet not at all. I think they complement each other. Yeah, they complement each other. Uh, she says, I love the way they tied in Marissa. Mm. I just wish they tied her in more. Yeah, we could have. But then again, it's like, are we pushing it? I think <laughs> it's now pushing the envelope. Yeah. If they didn't at all. That would oh no, that would be up. fucked up. But the way they did it was really well done. Yeah. What do you think Ryan felt most appreciative off of from his time with the Coens? What do you think is his biggest lesson he learned from becoming part of the family and their world? Mm. Maybe like unconditional love because he's never had that. Mm. I mean, he maybe he has, but they've never expressed it. Frank and Dawn really probably never said like, I love you, Ryan. You know? Yeah. So for Seth, for Sandy and Kirsten and even Seth... To just open arms, like, yeah, you're our family. Just unconditionally, whatever you do, we'll figure it out. It's a good answer. Just sweet. That's how I just feel so too. sweet. And in terms of the biggest lesson, hmm. it's just that there's always like a second chance out there for you. Yes. You know? Yes. Yeah. And I yes. feel like maybe communication, Ryan. Just got to well, open that up a little bit. <laughs> I think he got a little better, right? He definitely got better. Definitely got better. Do you think Taylor saved Ryan? As he said in this episode, I tend to think she did, but I don't necessarily think that means they should wind up together in the end. Agreed. I, 100%. I agree with Liz. I liked their relationship the first time I watched it more than I did this time. I felt like Taylor was really pushy, and I just don't think Ryan was ready. I would have loved to have seen how, why they broke up and how that played out. Yeah, same. Yeah. Yeah, I... For all that, that. like, development we had to do, and then all of a sudden they're like, six months later, we're not together. Well, it's kind of like that's kind of like real, though. Like, things get shaken up, and all of a sudden you're just like, it can't work. I guess that's true. You do all these things, and you you make all these plans or whatever. Yeah. If Josh Schwartz came out and said Ryan and Taylor wound up together, would you be surprised? (laughs) I wouldn't. I don't don't have that much thought into it. Yeah. I would be like, oh, okay. I guess if that's what you guys wanted. Were there any characters you wish they brought back for the finale? How would you have wanted Luke! them to work in? Luke how, and Jimmy. How would you work it in, though? I don't know. <laughs> I, feel like, yeah. I feel like Jimmy, you could work it in. He could come to Julie's wedding. Oh God, this is up. like his daughter, you know. Actually, what if Jimmy was in was the it, audience was Frank, her on? Or I was going to say was in Frank's position to be like, no, Julie, don't do it. <laughs> no, but like Jimmy, I feel like him and Julie, as much as they didn't work, he still a friend to her and still yeah. Caitlin's dad and he could have been there at the wedding and but Luke I mean that's just a stretch we could have just figured out him later on maybe Ryan meets him like hey you're a architect too or something or like, like see that. him at Berkeley and fist bump yeah like oh Ryan we're uh, graduating together just something you know, or just maybe Anna yeah, with Seth in Rhode Island just to see them get coffee yeah, or something yeah because she does apparently go there but that was it when we saw her last right Right, she's supposed to be a brown. Yeah. But yeah. other than that, I mean, we got the core. We got the core. They're there. And I feel like we did touch upon this, but do we like the final scene with Ryan asking the boy if he needed help? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I couldn't have written another scene that would make sense, I think, that makes the most sense to me. 
Yeah. Like full circle. The show is Ryan, right? Like the growth and him getting accepted into this family and how he just is in the world of the OC where he's never been before. Right. And so to, to close a chapter, I'm like, all right, I I lived in the OC. I, I knew this world and my family is my family. And now let me help this kid because I wish someone would have helped me like Sandy helped me. Yeah. Right. Imagine yeah. if he was just like, hey, kid, get out of here. You got smoke? <laughs> <laughs> you got a light? You got a light? <laughs> He's like, get out of here. This is a, this right? is a, this is a dangerous sight. Get out of here. He just shoes him away. Gets in his <laughs> Range Rover, drives away. I hear an injection. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So many, 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 many people asked us about Ryan and Taylor. Okay. So I'm going to read their thoughts. Please. Maybe some, you guys can sway me. <laughs> some of them just asked, where do we think? Do we think they were endgame? Others gave their opinions. Okay. So at Chan FA9... In my mind, I have Ryan and Taylor staying together forever and having great careers, having kids. I don't like to think they didn't stay together. Okay. At Malstagram says, when I was younger, I thought it was like blatant that Ryan and Taylor ended up together. Now I really don't think so. <laughs> the looks to me were so telling. Taylor is the first to catch Ryan's attention like she had to be looking at him for a sec when he notices and she gives a remember me kind of face with a confidence like she hasn't seen him in a while. Mm. Ryan looks down almost caught off guard and bashful. I think they ended on good terms and Taylor has been living abroad. It's Taylor. She's not going to settle in the OC or Berkeley right away. Right. Maybe they're both single, though, and rekindle things at the wedding. Mm. I really do love them. And then Alicia says, uh, it's hard. I keep going back and forth of this, but I think not. I think it was a flirty exchange and maybe a one night stand, but I don't think they were together before and after. Vic's opinions on it is Taylor and Ryan kept in touch and once she was back from Paris they gave it another try this time they were successful and very happy to me that little glance they gave each other at the wedding was kind of like so when is our turn Mm -hmm. either that or let's get a room Ryan took the kid in from the street and him and Taylor adopted oh that's sweet (laughs) so those are all the thoughts um I I like what she just said with like maybe Ryan and Taylor are together and that's Taylor saying like our turns next. I could see that because the way that I saw Ryan's face gave me the okay that they're not together. It was Ryan to me. Mm-hmm. Like Taylor's always just going to be like, Hey Ryan, when- whenever you want, like I'm here. And Ryan was just like, Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I pictured it. Like, Oh, Hey Taylor. No, um, no, I can't even look at you anymore. Not like in a disgust way, kind of like, Oh man, like, we're past that. I think it just was they, I think, hook up when they see each other when single, but I don't mm. think they ended up together. Yeah, yeah I don't think I so like, either. Like you know, like, because, like, when I picture, like, Ryan later on as, like, an architect or whatever, like, I don't see them together. No. She's too much. Like, she's too much. She's, she's too, too much. much. He wants calm. Yeah. Calm. It's yeah. not even that. I just don't think that they were endgame i just in my mind i think they were good for each other for a time yeah and i agree with him obviously he's the one who said it you saved me yeah she did at the time in his life that he needed it just like any relationship you need that in your life at that point and right but you know i'm not no hate here peeps no i mean obviously i love taylor yeah i just don't the more i watched it and towards the end of the season regardless of how i felt towards taylor i still didn't feel like they were my, like end game. Yeah. 
uh, at Laura Gurgis, which I apologize if I'm pronouncing <laughs> your name wrong. I'm trying, guys. I'm trying. I uh, had a different take. Okay. Not on Ryan and Taylor, just on season four. I honestly felt season four was a train wreck. And so far from that whole show was about the culture, the original characters, everything. It was so disappointing. Every time I think of the OC, I actually have to disregard season four from my head so that I can appreciate its amazingness. I'm sure there's many people out there that feel the same way. Thank you, though, for sending. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. At Rachel Michelle says, I've been listening to... I've been listening for the last few months, currently on season three, episode 13, The Potster. Okay, I've been an OC fan ever since high school in my 30s now and started rewatching it for the fifth time during the beginning of quarantine. When I finished it, I didn't want it to end. And after getting in a huge Instagram wormhole of various OC characters and fan accounts, I stumbled upon your podcast. <laughs> I'm so We're in glad there. <laughs> I did. I know. Michelle, I feel like you could be my BFF the way you talk about your love for these characters. I'm the exact same way. Although he started to annoy me this time around, I will always love Seth Ezekiel Cohen. (laughs) Yes. Anyways, just wanted to say thanks for keeping the show alive. Love starting my mornings each day with y'all. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. At Kaylee Waters. This podcast has been my companion through lockdown here in the UK as I embarked on living solo for the first time in my 32 years. Oh, wow. Revisiting these characters again through older, ahem, grown-up eyes was a treat, but to watch along with you while I worked from home was just a comfort I didn't know I needed. Mm. I feel like I'm going to cry again. I know. After, it's really hard to read all these and, you know, uh, and not cry. I will always love the OC, Seth Cohen, forever. <laughs> the TJ episode still holds a place in my heart for the diner breakfast scene and wow black tea ryan yeah oh my goodness how did i sleep on that but most of all thank you thank you for all your work your creativity but in each episode and for making me feel like i was catching up with friends each week thank you friend can't wait to see what you do next so much for keeping it short (laughs) we can never keep it short here thank you our final question for instagram before we get into emails is from my sister samantha if the Cohens had a pet, what do you think they'd have? That's her question. They probably have a dog. No, an echidna. A what? An echidna. I meant to look up actually what it what it is technically, but I forget. Knuckles from Sonic Knuckles. So Sam sends <laughs> me this question. We're just gonna disregard all that. And I'm getting all these like questions that have to do with this episode and like heartfelt. And she's like, if the Cohens had a pet, what would they have? I was like, are you serious? This is this is what you're submitting for well, the they final have a pet sort of. It's pancakes. Pancakes. Oh yeah. And she's like, I don't see Kirsten having a dog, but I see Sandy bringing the dog to the beach while he surfs. Oh yeah, sure. And I think Ryan and Seth would enjoy a dog. I know, like Kirsten. I think she would love a dog, but it's also like, come on, hair in the house. And also, Seth said he's not really a pet person. <laughs> yeah, when maybe. he met pancakes, it would be more like Ryan and Sandy loving the dog. Right. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Sam. <laughs> Thanks, Sam. <laughs> Moving over to emails, Livia, she says, thank you so much for taking us into the OC journey. I really love the way you made this. Every comment, every laugh, every feeling you girls shared with us episode after episode was so lightning and made me remember once again why the OC was so special for me and still is after all these years. Your podcast came into my life in a very hard moment at the beginning of the pandemic lockdown in my city in a very dark time. You girls made my moments happier and brighter. (laughs) <laughs> she's gonna cry again ah okay not uh to you Livia just you know. <laughs> the OC shaped me a lot back then including my professional choice since I became a public defender after law school and I'm glad I did it listening to your girls took me back to a time when I was a young woman figuring out what I wanted to do with my life and who I wanted to be I have three points 
I like Seth's mature action about Summer and their relationship. Not a teenager anymore. Thank goodness. Ryan's ending without a girlfriend. We know that maybe he still had feelings for Taylor, but it's okay for him not to be with someone. I like that that episode, the episode showed him at the end enjoying college life, work, and the chance to give back to, and the chance to give back. Sandy and Kirsten, they were the only couple that went through the whole show and ended up together and stronger. Yeah. They shared their ups and downs, ex-boyfriend, inappropriate coworker, ex-fiance, mm-hmm. another coworker, alcoholism, the hospital thing, kids leaving during the summer, kids leaving, kids' lives going crazy, yep. an earthquake, and at the end, they were together with a new baby. A new life and pure love looks, I mean, they are goals. Yeah. yeah. Wow. One thing I don't like with the end, they don't show the fate of Kirsten. Was she working? Is she a stay-at-home oh, mom? Yeah, yeah true. true. Yeah, she was kind of like weirdly left out, but she had a yeah. baby. But is that what we just left her? Right like now, she's no, a mom I don't again. Like that. I don't like that. that. I think that's. But what then happened. again, I feel like, like I said, at the top of the show, where where did everyone else go? We know Ryan ended up being an architect, but like we don't really know. And Sandy is the professor, but like, what's Summer doing? What's Seth doing? Yes, they got married, but that doesn't like. You define who they are either. Do you think they have a nanny? Is this kid getting raised by a nanny? <laughs> no. Is Seth raised by no. a nanny? No. No. No, I don't I, think so. I think that Kirsten was like, I'm out of work. I don't need to work. And I'm just going to raise Sophie. Yeah, like enjoy my relaxed Berkeley life. I would Which, like to think that Seth became an artist, like a graphic novel artist or yeah. graphic designer or something, and Summer working in like know, nonprofit or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Thank you, Livia. Thank you. Maybe, maybe like those couple like were just predictable. You know, that's why they didn't show. Yeah, them. maybe like it's the obvious thing. Yeah, yeah like, like where like they wanted the, to go. The, yeah, think the obvious thing. Where do you where do you want them to be? I right, 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 right. Sort yeah. of where that it makes is. sense. Yeah, Lexi. The last thing song hit so different. California, here we come mm-hmm. one last time. The summer and Julie moment was beautiful with the locket. Currently messaging with Michelle and crying <laughs> <laughs> with Julie choosing herself. So here for it. Summer and Seth at the George bus is the second best scene to Ryan and Marissa meeting in the driveway. Best scenes list, everyone. I have a list. Music moments and best scenes. I'm curious of everyone's. Wow. Just a good bonus episode idea. The Cohen hug. Ryan and Seth having their brother moment outside of the house with the score of when they met. I love it. Ryan saying bye to the house is such a good move because he wouldn't have the show. We wouldn't have the show without him and the best flashbacks of the night. Ryan see Marissa in the driveway. Yeah. Ending it with how it started with a boy needing help with the play payphone is so good. I love the flashback of all of it's so well done. In the last montage, there are three time jumps from just a few weeks to years in the future. The boys hug for the second time ever aside from the pilot. Oh, wow. Really? I noticed as I rewatched the pilot episode, the score plays throughout the whole entire episode and not just at the end. And then she sent us a voice memo. So let me pull that up. But yeah, boys only hug. Two times in the show. Huh. Wow. I feel like that's not right. It is. <laughs> if you, yeah. If you, you know? quickly no, go I back and watch like every episode. I feel like I'm mad about that. Like, why couldn't they hug more? Yeah. Yeah, I know. But they weren't, you know, that's not really yeah. how they. Okay. So here is Lexi's voice memo on scores. Lexi is a listener of ours who enlightened us to the music in the episode and okay. everyone scores. Yeah. Okay. Hey ladies, 
So, of course, it's Lexi, and I'm here to talk scores, series finale. <laughs> so, Ryan and Seth are in front of the Cohen house. They're hugging, and none other than their score comes on, which is the same score that played when they met in the pilot, which is just so awesome. I love how they're playing off the brotherly love. I can't get enough of it. Another one is when Ryan is in the Cohen house. He's saying bye. He's in and out of all the rooms. And Christopher Ting's season one score is playing, which is so nostalgic, and it just takes you back. Uh, it flows all the way into when he drives down the driveway and sees none other than Coop standing there waiting. And of course, she's at the end of the driveway where she should be. We all get a chance to say goodbye to her. They flash back to Sandy and Ryan leaving and her fading in the back. And, you know, their end game for me, Ryan and Rissa are the ultimate couple. And so I just love that they didn't forget about her. And lastly, it's Seth and Summer at the George bus. He says, go change the world, Summer Roberts. And you can just see them dancing in his room to Wonderwall. You can see them bickering in the car to Tijuana. You can mm -hmm. see their entire relationship just flow by through the score in this scene. And if you want to check out the clips, go look back. It's just, it's awesome stuff. And I love that the OC does this. So listen, Michelle, thank you so much. I'm so excited for what's to come. And all my love to everybody who loves the OC. Aww, I actually got, I got a little choked up when she just explained the path of like Seth and Summer. Yeah. Because again, I always ask like, give me those romantic moments. And like, but she just explained it. She like explained it to me. They have romantic the, the music, They do. The, the music does it. Yeah, yeah they do have it. Thank you so much, Lexi, for sending that. Jillian. Kirsten in the sunglasses at the McMansion reminds me of her father's funeral. Yeah, right. Those ugliest sunglasses. <laughs> I still hate Frank, and I'm not sure why anyone was surprised when he abandoned his child again. But it was nice to see him actually being a father and there for Julie at the end. Definitely. Sandy with a baby Bjorn is a whole new thirst level. <laughs> yeah. What do we think of the family structures like for Julie, Caitlin, Bullet, Frank, and their son? I Brother think. husbands. <laughs> <laughs> I think they just all get along. Yeah, I really I do. I think Bullet is just like a good friend. And there for Caitlin. And there for Caitlin. Yeah. And Frank's like, Caitlin doesn't love me as much, but yeah. I do have this. Bo <laughs> Bullet has But I skin. love Julie. And like, I think Caitlin probably recognizes that. And they're all just, they kind of just like coexist. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like how Julie and Marissa and Caitlin were like in the Cohen family. Right. In the first couple of seasons anyway. Yeah. Uh, how are these women in their 40s getting pregnant? Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we can all be so lucky, right? Yeah. Uh, how will Seth be as an older brother? I mean, distant. They're so far apart. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. He'll like, be like, think, hey, kiddo. Yeah, he's going to treat me as some weird jokes to a baby. But I think, you know, baby. obviously he'll still. Sweet. You know, yeah. He'll love. And yeah. I, f I feel like Ryan will be the same way, you know. Like, hey, Soph, what's going on? How's it going? Yeah, How's like, school? Just... They're so much older. I know. Uh, and then she lists some favorite comedic moments. Caitlin's really bad Sandy Cohen impression. Yeah. Summer talking about the valley and its stars. Mm -hmm. The gay couple being a midwife and a wedding planner. <laughs> Taylor giving exposition at the airport in a very clever way and being put on the terrorist watch list, plus the train boat callback. Taylor sizing up the bullets. And then the gay couple sizing up the bullets. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jillian. Cody. 
Email from Cody. Which Cody. I love hearing these new names. Yeah, Cody. hey, Cody. Congrats on finishing The O.C. As someone who started watching The O.C. back in 2017, I fell in love with it instantly. It was a joy to hear you recap and review all the episodes. Thank you. The last five minutes of the show is generally my favorite ending to a television series of all time. I was crying throughout, but there was two specific moments that had me bawling out tears. The first was seeing Julie graduate from college. Yeah. Knowing how far that character has come from season one to where she has end of the series is a great character growth that doesn't really happen that often in teen dramas. True. Right. I especially love the shot of Caitlin, her son, the bullet, and Frank cheering her on as she got her diploma. The only thing that would have made it better if Marissa was still alive to see it. The second scene had me bawling was seeing Ryan offer to help that kid. The callback to season one was great when Sandy did the same thing for Ryan. It was a great way to show that everything came full circle and a great way to end the series in general. Yeah. Thank you, Cody. Thank you for listening. Yes, thank you. Uh, Zoe. Zoe. Hey. Hi, Zoe. Listening to you guys recap the OC was seriously the best part of quarantine by far. You guys are insightful, witty, and funny. It has honestly been a joy to listen to you guys. Thank you. The MVP of season four for me was definitely Taylor. She not only saved this series, this season as a whole, but also saved Ryan as a person. It was great seeing Ryan with a girl he didn't have to constantly save over and over again. He actually smiled and laughed and looked like he was generally enjoying himself the whole time he was with Taylor. As much as I like Marissa, I don't think her and Ryan would have worked out long term. Hmm. I feel like she was like, I know we've said it like in several different ways, but I feel like she was just like a bridge for him. You know, like mm-hmm. a really good bridge into adulthood, like yes. letting go of like like the high maintenance high school kind of stuff and just like moving on to like, oh, this is another person who's independent, doesn't necessarily need me yeah. all, all the time. Yes. I, would, I agree. 100% agree with Definitely. that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you, Zoe. Thank you. Lisa. I love Julie showing her concern for Summer and giving her mom advice. Yes. Julie can be such a great mom when she wants to be. Yeah. I love Seth telling Summer to go to George. He's grown so much from that awkward kid in season one who only thought about himself. Not saying he is perfect, but I love who he becomes. Definitely. He's so proud of Summer when he is clipping the newspaper articles of her. It's very sweet. Yeah, that part, it was got a little teary-eyed, too. She says, I'm a bit clouded by nostalgia, but I'm still team Seth. I'm so glad that Seth and Summer's wedding was so simple. As much as I love a wedding, I appreciate the simplicity and feel if they had done a big thing, I wouldn't have enjoyed it so much. Mm. Yeah, I I liked it too. I thought that it was just more intimate. Yeah. I'm so sad it's over. I can't wait for all the character episodes because I just can't get enough. I propose a best and worst episode list. Top five episodes and bottom five. Hmm. If you decide to actually do this, I'll come up with my list. I can't do it on the spot, but I know number one is pilot and number two is finale. Mm. Nice. Thank you, Lisa. Yeah, I mean, the, that's a lot, lots of diving in. Yes. <laughs> I have to look at all 92 episodes. Yeah. Okay. Our next email is from Ryan. And I'm really excited to read this email, especially to you, Aunt. This past year has been crazy, especially with the pandemic. I've become a loyal listener since season two, but have played catch up since the start of this thing in March. I am finally all caught up and wanted to mention one episode from the end of season three that had me LMFAO with Ant. Oh, my God. (laughs) I think it was the prom episode where Ant was coming on and in the second half of the show and before he did, you had no idea how he's going to defend Volchuk's actions. (laughs) You seemed pretty disgusted at how he still... 
<laughs> it would defend the asshole character. Well, let me tell you, this left some suspense in my mind before he came on. I was out mowing the lawn as I usually am when listening to this podcast, and the neighbors had to think I was nuts because I was laughing so hard when Aunt came on. <laughs> To the end of the show. Before he came on, though, I was worried that he was going to get in serious trouble with Michelle as she made a warning about what might come out of his mouth. All I could think of is Aunt would get his ass chewed out and Michelle would run off with the ice cream poet. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That uh-huh. literally, I just screamed. I hope I'm sorry, you headphone users. That fucking just killed me. That just killed me, actually. I'm uh-huh. dead. I have to go. <laughs> Wait, there's more. There's more. Oh my God. All was well, though, as Ant is like Jesus smooth with how he can explain his way out of anything, defending Volchuk's actions without a scratch. And for that, I bow down to him. <laughs> I was crying, laughing later and had to shut off the mower when he chose Dr. Roberts as his MVP and caught everyone off guard. Ha 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 ha. With all of that said, I want to thank you for the entertainment you've given of my favorite show from my senior year of high school, and it ended in 2007. (laughs) It was emotional as my watch buddy and my mom, who watched season one with me until halfway through season two, she told me she had to stop watching back in 2005 as she battled cancer as I did years before. She didn't last much longer after that, but I was with her until the end as she was with me as we won my battle. This show has always been special to me for that reason alone. So emotional, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, but I wanted to give a suggestion and possibly a proposal. I hope Ant is with you tonight. Oh, he is. Because I have an adult OC show that you and he would especially love. All right. You have to watch Banshee. Banshee? I don't think I've heard of it. It was a Cinemax show from a few years ago starring Anthony Starr, who is the lead of the number one show, The Boys, right now. Oh, okay. yeah. For some reason, I viewed this show as a hardcore OC version as if Ryan never found the Coens and went bad. The show is intense, so Ant would especially love it. (laughs) I propose a podcast on your network with Ant on this one. You would seriously enjoy this one as the entire creativeness of this show is spectacular. I haven't been into a show like this since the OC, and I can't recommend it enough. Wow. Banshee. Sounds like sci-fi. I'm going to have to look this up. Yeah. He says, thanks again for all your hard work and input. I seriously gave Marissa a second chance with your commentary, and I laughed so hard at your view of Lindsay. The creators did their part to make such a beautiful girl as annoying as possible. They sure did. Especially with the oboe. Oh, my God, oboe. (laughs) Be well, my friends. I love you all and look forward to your future endeavors. I hope to become a pledge as well with more time soon on my hands. Then, he says, P.S., I just got back from Acadia National Park after being inspired by Michelle and Anne's trip last year. Wow. Oh my gosh, Michelle. She is full on crying. <laughs> wow. I can't say that. <laughs> she can't. Say something funny. Aunt Bart or something. <laughs> he says, thanks for that as well because it has been two of the most romantic trips of my life. Wow. That's so sweet. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, that email was so, so, so amazing. Yeah, thank you, Ryan. Um, all of them are so like, this is what I'm saying. Like, I know, I'm reading... I know. I don't mean to, I'm not putting favoritism. Oh, no, 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 I know. <laughs> but like, all of these were coming in yesterday, and I'm like, oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> I have to make like stupid oh, my... sale I really graphics. laughed hard, though, that you were running away with, with Mike, our ice cream poet. I 
that was one like a really hard laugh that my abs hurt um that was really good thank uh, you ryan thank you so much <laughs> ryan <laughs> it makes me laugh <laughs> i hope mike is getting a really good kick out of this because i, I guess sure we're am. running off together mike <laughs> oh my god and yeah just- i remember that when when we were all like three two one he was like dr robert <laughs> I, <laughs> I forget what, what I forget what he did in that episode that made me like him so much. I Probably feel like it was like nothing, nothing great. Yeah. <laughs> but, but we lamped thought, at some yeah, point. But we thought he was going to say Volchuk, and he did it. Well, yeah, I know <laughs> that's what threw us. <laughs> yeah, oh, good times. Maybe it was just like that. Everyone was so low that he did like almost nothing. Yeah, it's like so he was he like it was got it, it. it evened it out. Yeah. Thank you, Ryan. Vic. She says, I think it's funny how Ryan is sleeping in Taylor's room. Yeah, awkward. <laughs> they broke up. <laughs> I thought it was amazing that Ryan came up with the idea to buy the Berkeley house. I love how Bullet is now friends with everyone and that Ryan and Seth called him so they could fly Kirsten out. And how convenient that he has a son who has a doctor who's a doctor for women's, women's private parts. Private parts, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think if the comic book store wouldn't have closed down, Summer would have joined George? Uh, yeah, maybe. I think so, still. Yeah, so that Seth had something to do when she was doing her thing, and then they would have went to Rhode Island, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you think Julie considered marrying Bullet this time? Yeah, right? It's like, this is her second time. I think it's just like, shit, now I'm pregnant. <laughs> yeah, probably. She was, like, pregnant, and, like, everything just I went no crazy. no stability. Yeah, she's just, like, the world, the whole world went topsy-turvy for them. Like yeah. everyone in the area. Is there a certain show you watch with your significant other? Uh, yes, I watch a lot of shows with my significant other. <laughs> you watch everything together. Yeah, I watch pretty much everything. Well, you watch more without me. Yeah. it's Well, obviously, like the shows we podcast about, Randy would probably never touch in a day in his life. And that's okay. He's missing out with the OC. The OC. Like, the yeah, so I know. And He's even today, out. me doing my notes... Um, something to having to do with Gossip Girl that wasn't even sad and it got me Aww. and he walked in at that moment I was like you fucking kidding me get out <laughs> he's like are you really crying right now are you really crying he's like are you watching the OC finale he thinks I was like no it actually is Gossip Girl he's like what the hell I was like I know just when I have my me time and I watch TV I'm generally crying hence why I don't watch shows that make me cry yeah but yeah we just finished um Bly Manor, the second season of, well, it's the first season was Hill House, which oh. I was absolutely in love with. Yeah, and then we just finished Bly Manor, and then we're now we're going to start Dexter. So yeah, we watch a lot of TV together. We find we finished The Office, loads of TV. Yeah, we watch a lot. Like just actually this weekend, put Andrew the Twilight Saga. Yeah, which the commentary was so good, and I actually would really love Randy to sit down and watch it because I gave him a, like a five minute gist of the whole thing, and, and like it was enough. from beginning it, to it was, end, and it he was, was too like, much. "Oh, it was too much." <laughs> and I'm like, at the end, they're awful. The imprinting. They're He's so like, "Wait, what?" So bad. <laughs> it's so bad, but no. it's so good. <laughs> I love it for nostalgia. No, no, reasons, that's the reason know? why. And yeah. so I'm reading. As we go on a sidebar here, we will get back to OC, but I'm reading Midnight Sun and I totally forgot things that happened. So I'm like, let me rewatch and revisit. Yeah. It's quicker than reading the books. Or it is. Rereading. I've read them before. And I was like, and just watch them with me. And the Twilight, the first movie, Awful. is so bad. Yeah. And Anne's like, it's actually not, it's just the cutting. 
I was like, they don't give you enough development for you to feel yeah. for these two people. Right. No, they don't. It's awful. They de- in the movie, they don't. In the in the books, they definitely do. That was yes. that was just for people who read the books, basically. Yeah. I, yes. That's, and that's how I felt with like, a lot of a lot of movies. They do that. It's like, oh, if you read the book, you kind of get the you gist. Get it. Yeah. They're so bad, but at least you had Cam Gigante in the first. Yeah, one. Cam Gigante. True, it's James. Yeah, he actually was in the credits for the second one too. Yeah, so they he, they so... show like the ballet studio yeah. in the second one. Yeah, right. and yeah, like, and I had forgotten that I'd seen him already in the movie, and I thought when I looked at IMDb, I was like, oh sweet, Cam's in it. And <laughs> oh, then I, sweet, and then I Cam... realized that I was like, he, oh wait, he was. In they it killed him. I, well, I knew they killed him, but like right. I, I just was waiting for yeah. a different flash. Yeah, I would but... love to do that with Randy though, because. We did them all this weekend. Like we just, yeah. As soon as they end, it's just like fluff. You know, you're like, ah, whatever. I was like, and are you good? He's like, I never have to watch these again. No, never again. But I'll always watch them because that's just I. I think I'm probably good for like ever because forever. Yeah, I don't. If they're on like on HBO, I'll just still watch it. It's just like again, like it's just like comfort of time in my they life. They are easy like, to 2007, watch. 2008, where I was like, ah, just like kid slash adult. You're feeling like I don't have to no, pay for shit. <laughs> you know, just like nothing happened for so long though. Like things happened. I don't know. It's hard to explain. Yeah, the fights were good. It's like books, yeah. six or seven through twelve of Wheel of Time, like the whole movie, the whole series. Yeah. Okay. You guys get it. We'll get it. Um, back to Vic's questions. Anthony, do you think your opinion about Volchuk will ever change? No. Next question. No, he's too stubborn. <laughs> no, I thought he's stubborn. <laughs> I've like I've rationalized a large portion of who that character is and what what I like about what he brings. Yeah, I mean, you definitely. You exhausted all points. And, but honestly, I feel like you did give our listeners a good perspective on Volchuk and maybe yeah. why he's not so evil he's not he's just like a stupid kid that doesn't right. know how to R- get it wrong together place, wrong time. yeah wrong yeah place, wrong time for that guy <laughs> uh with that with the ending being open ended yeah right uh vic says sandy and kiki are still happy and raising sophie julie met someone else but just co-parented with frank and the bullet mm. stuck around his friend mm-hmm. while caitlin is much nicer person a whole blended family in the end they're all team julie Summer and Seth are still together and have a son, probably named Ryan, <laughs> and another one on the way, hopefully a girl. And then, as we know, she shared her thoughts on Ryan and Taylor. And Taylor, my favorite podcast moments, Liz. I love hearing how different your perspective perspectives are now that you have watched again, but will admit when you really like something. <laughs> Example: You're not a supporter this time of Ryan and Taylor, but you have loved certain moments about them. Your annoyance with Seth is hilarious. Oh. Sorry, I try. <laughs> Michelle, I love how in-depth you went into the episodes on After Dark and added hypothetical questions. Anthony, thanks for joining in during episodes. I enjoyed your Lindsay rants. Remember, Lindsay was in my bottom five. <laughs> and listening to you defend Volchuk, you're probably the reason I dreamt with him as a nice guy. Your episodes oh, had me rolling. There you go. Yeah, it's just he's a good guy. I love how defensive you both got about Marissa, and I loved all the guests we had on the series, your friends, John, Anthony, the therapist, and guests from our own little family. Yeah. Same. Yeah. It's good to hear how much your thoughts have changed. I guess viewing it as an adult versus a teen is a little different. I stand by my love of Taylor and Ryan, although I did like Marissa a lot more this time around, is as much as I hate Volchuk for killing her, he isn't the biggest villain I thought he was. Mm. That goes to Trey. Yeah. 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 Right. Trey is awful. Trey is worse. I'm going to miss this podcast so much. Love you all. Me too. Thanks, Vic. Thanks, Vic. Rihanna. 
When the when Let's Talk OC journey started, I wasn't sure what to expect. I truly did not know if I would enjoy this show or not. But here we are at the final episode of the show, and I have the box set in my cart on Amazon. Yeah! I truly love watching the OC, but more importantly, I love listening to the podcast from week to week. Thank you all. Thank you both for all the love you put into each episode. I personally love when the series finale is appropriately named. I also love when a finale feels complete. I think my only real gripe is one, was it really that costly to have Neil walk Summer down the aisle? I know. Anyway, I can honestly say that this finale is one that I enjoyed. I can walk away from the show happy and I'm more than willing to go back to episode one. Oh, I'm so glad. Me too. That's so well put. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Rihanna. Uh, And then our last email from Chris. And he has topics for us to discuss. Okay. Obviously, ranking of the seasons. Give a final answer as to which one of you guys like the least, seasons three or four. (laughs) Maybe do a top five, bottom five of storylines throughout the show. This seems, that's a good idea. Also, rank the show with One Tree Hill and Gossip Girl. I can tell you right now, it's OC, One Tree Hill, Gossip Girl. (laughs) I don't even need to think about that. You guys? Uh, Same. I mean... They they hit so differently. I mean, Gossip Girl right now is on the my, my bottom of the list. But yeah. like as far as and I've said it before, I I truly can't compare these the OC and One Tree Hill. One Tree Hill, I feel like I don't know. I can't explain it. Like they both feel warm and safe. Yeah. For sure. Uh, there's just, I feel like more, obviously there's nine seasons of One Tree Hill. So like the characters, I feel like I know better. Yeah, that makes that sense. That makes sense. But I can't pick. Yeah. Okay. Love you ladies. And I have enjoyed listening to this podcast and listening to other people discuss this awesome show since no one else I know has ever seen it. So it's kind of hard to me, hard for me to talk about it with anyone. Oh, and one last thing. I actually have gotten my wife into it. We are three-fourths the way through season one, and she already hates Marissa. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, can't win them all. We can't. Tell, tell <laughs> us what she thinks after a watch through number three or four. Yeah, I mean, three is it's hard. Yeah. We also have gotten a, just a collective question from people asking what's next, what's coming for us. Uh, Mrs. Fontaine, 2015, on Instagram, she was one of them. But we also got him in emails, and everyone's like, what are you guys doing next? We will let you know. You will know. Uh, first up, there was a bunch of bonus episodes for OC. Yeah. Which we have a lot in mind. And you guys are sending suggestions, which I didn't really have on my radar, but perhaps we should do them. We'll talk about yeah. it. And, uh, you know, we still have Gossip Girl, guys. So Yeah. Join us over on that journey. I know. We promise that we're fun. If you if you thought that this podcast was fun, just wait till you hear the shit we talk about on Gossip Girl because oh, it's a whole new it's a whole rhetoric new journey, and I wouldn't change it for the world because it, it's our opinions and it's so much fun and it's just the weirdest world of a television show. Yeah, that we've talked about at least besides Riverdale. Riverdale is kind of on like the same sort of spectrum for me. Agreed. Except there's no really. I mean, it's just it's just as dark, I feel. Yeah. But yeah. Head over there. It's fun. I promise. It is fun. Uh, so you guys have also been asking for our top fives and bottom fives. I think we should do that on our pilot rewatch. That would be great. So it gives me some time to digest because I do have like a rough 
draft. And I know there are subcategories we want to add in there yeah. too. So. so that is going to happen. We are going to do a pilot rewatch yes. with commentary. Should we do that first? Yes. Okay. Liz and I rewatching the pilot. We're going to watch it together. Yeah. Like old olden days. Have some popcorn. We can recap it a little bit, but also just discuss our feelings. And then from there, our top fives and bottom five. Yeah. Good idea. But Jillian and Nicole sent us theirs. So I'm going to read theirs tonight since there's no after dark tonight. No. This is last week was the last episode. There's wow. no no spoilers to talk about. And or- your amazing song you made for us, Aunt. <laughs> that was fun. We're gonna Maybe need- you can pe- play to us like the credits. I will. After They're dark. dark. <laughs> okay, so Jillian's top five. Ryan, as an adult, I can fully appreciate how much he went through and how incredible it is and how tur- how well he turned out. Also, handsome. Yeah. <laughs> yes, very much so. Two, Sandy, daddy thirst levels, wonderful wit. Yeah. Three, Marissa. I always liked her immensely, but y'all made me love her and appreciate all that she has to offer. Yay. Four, Haley. She's always fun to watch with glittering moments of sincerity. I love Haley. I actually really miss her. I feel like we should have had more Haley moments. Seth is number five, unapologetically flawed, yet so funny and clever and loyal. Great top five. Her bottom five, Che, Ugh. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Che, Ugh. Trey is number two, rapist, tried to kill his brother, all around piece of shit. Yes. Three is Taylor, annoying as hell. <laughs> Four, Lindsay, boring and unlikable. Five is Jimmy, terrible father, even worse person in season three. The only redeeming quality he has is his friendship with Sandy. Yeah. And then Rihanna centers. Oh, Rihanna also centers. I'm sorry. That was one of Nicole. Okay, Rihanna, top five. Sandy, Summer, Ryan, Seth, Kiki. Bottom five, Volchuk, Rebecca, Dean Hess. Yes, (laughs) Dean Hess. What a twat. Veronica and Trey. And then the mediocre five, meaning they all tie for six in the top five, Luke, Marissa, Julie, Caitlin, Taylor. Yeah, good choice. Those were good. I like that Dean Hass was in there because he really was. Yeah, yeah I really want to add him to my top five. To my, yeah. to my bottom Hell, five? I mean, my bottom five, yeah. He is a piece of shit. He's a yeah. piece of shit. Yep. Ooh, I hated that guy. Yeah. And then last but not least, Nicole. Top five in no particular order. Yes. Ryan, Sandy, Taylor, Anna, Summer. Mm-hmm. Bottom. Trey, Oliver, Volchuk, Johnny, Lindsay. Yeah. Classics. Yeah, right? Yeah. I always just feel bad when people put Johnny in the <laughs> Me too. I well, it's <laughs> because we don't feel time. the way, right? We don't I feel know. that he's the sh- he should be in the I know, but like I don't defend if they put Marissa in the bottom, but I'm like, Johnny, come on. No, not Johnny. <laughs> it's true. I think it's just so sad because Johnny should have been sad. a surf star. Yeah, I just feel badly for the kid. Yeah. Like in all world, he's the only one succeeding. I know. Yeah, wow. Come on, writers. Is this that poor just kid. Be like a laugh at any. Uh, I guess. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, some quotes this episode. You do? Well, we've seen five versions of the same house. Does it really matter which one we pick? Good thing I never fell in love with the president, huh? <laughs> that would be bad. <laughs> bullets! Meet the squirt! Squirt! Meet the bullets! I can't fly. I'm nine months pregnant. Oh, my son Amarillo, he's waiting at the plane. He's one of those doctors for women's private parts. So, you know, these teen dramas, they just run forever. So random, but I'm actually a midwife. She's beautiful, isn't she? She really will be in two years when she doesn't look like a squished meatball. I thought I was good at fighting. I get that change is happening whether I want it to or not. Nothing lasts forever. Summer, you're a great girl. 
And the world deserves to know you. You deserve it too. Don't settle for comfortable. I can't get married without Kiki. She's my best friend. I'm sorry, but I'm not doing it without her. Ryan Atwood, Mon Ami, sounds terrific. Oh, that woman is like nailing jello to the wall. Well, you can follow up with my political efforts on my blog. And you can follow my personal efforts on mine. You. You're my destiny, Colin. I've saved the world, Summer Roberts. At least I leave you funnier than when I found you. I'm a lot better off than when you found me. Me too. Should we hug? <laughs> yeah. Come on. That's crazy. You shaved, okay. dude. All right, all right. Oh, it feels good in here. Oh, it felt really nice. <laughs> felt really nice. Yeah. Uh, music, Clinic, Jet, Jacob Golden, and Patrick Park. Patron of the Week. It's Patron of the it's This week, I don't have a patron of the week, but I wanted to list all of our patrons have been with us for at least, I mean, most of you have been with us on the two-year journey that we've had this podcast. So I wanted to just name and list all of our roll call. Roll call. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We have Livia, Angelina, Emakin, Lexi, Ashley, Will, Mal, Alicia, Jennifer, Shannon, Alyonia, Lisa, Carmen, Kiralee, Jacqueline, Corey, Sophie, Kelsey, Ava, Alexis, Jimmy, Mike, Sean, Jillian, Chloe, Emily, Amanda, Daphne, Michelle, Kristen, Caitlin, Steve, Vic, Rihanna, Shanna, Ryan, Jess, Teresa, Logan, Tish, Michaela, Allie, and Kendall. Wow. You lovely, lovely human beings. Thank you, guys. We truly appreciate you being with us on this journey. Sorry, Uh, I was not getting emotional, (laughs) but we just wanted to say thank you because you've been with us for a very, very long time. Most of you have been, and we just really appreciate all the love and support. Every single week, you guys are sending your questions and comments. Even when it's not about the episode, you'll just message us or on Patreon, you'll comment and it's Every week, Michelle and I are screenshotting something that someone has said because it's just so heartwarming and we just love every minute of being with you guys. Thank you, guys. It means the world. The world to us. Yeah. Wow. Is that it? That's it. Yeah. I mean, we didn't pick MVP and shittiest because how could you pick out of all the greats and make a shittiest out of all the shits? Especially for wrapping up a series. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Wow, I cannot believe we're finished. My, my I know. Favorite, it's not, like, baby. realistic yet. I know. I know. This is your favorite show. Yeah. I hope that we did it justice. I think we did. We did, for sure. I mean, you talked OC with me for... Four years. So, <laughs> yeah, I think we did do it justice. Yeah. You know, one thing that resonated with me which Jillian said to us a couple weeks ago about the OTP. Yeah. And how for it's Ryan and Seth. And that has really stuck with me. And I think, because we're always talking of ships, favorite ships, Kiki, Sandy, Seth and Ryan, Taylor, Ryan and Marissa. And I was like, you know what? 
It's Ryan and Seth. It's Ryan and Seth. From yeah. the moment they lock eyes while it, Seth is playing video games. Yeah. Like, they're like, okay, this is the start of a very special bond. I think that's my favorite couple of this show. Me too. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. Because friendship overall is just, I, yeah. I love friendship. We love friendship. If you, you guys have heard us say this plenty of times on all of our podcasts, but all we want to do is see our all we want to see is our our characters happy yeah and being in these great friendships yeah so that's my favorite i've yeah. decided that is my otp i'm still Me working too. on top five bonfire but otp is of the oc is ryan and yeah ryan i'm and excited Seth. to make my list i feel like it's going to be difficult yeah <laughs> really really I difficult <laughs> because is, uh... i feel like i'm missing things what is otp like what is the one, one true, true pair. pair one true pair okay do you have a yeah. No, I like I like the uh, the Seth and Ryan thing. That's very very good. It's very true. Yeah, yeah, and especially rewatching this time and really thinking about it. I mean, like even with Ryan's flashbacks, and you hear Seth like, "Man, you really have my back out there." Yeah, you know, from like day one, mm-hmm. helping with the Luke and the Luke, the, the Luke, Luke. <laughs> and then the when Luke singular, <laughs> I know, and yeah, then, no no Lukes in this episode, yeah. and then Seth saving Ryan giving him blood. Yep. It's yeah. just their brotherly moment. Like Ryan got a brother and Seth got a brother. Yeah. Both when they needed it the most. Yeah. I hope the Lukes were okay. We didn't really find out. We, didn't, we don't know what happened with how, the Lukes. I wonder how they got out of the uh, earthquake. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I hope they're all right. I hope so too. Mm. <laughs> mm. If, I, if I could change one thing, that would be it, to find out what happened to the Lukes. You care that much about the Lukes? I care enough about okay. the Lukes. What about Volchok? Don't you want to know how he ended up in the... Oh, wait. He's not in town anymore, right? No, he's in jail. He's no? in jail. He's in jail. Wherever, wherever Forget the, it. Wherever the jail is. Well, maybe is. the jail is in Newport, and then the whole jail is all like... Oh, <laughs> 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 myself. But maybe he escaped because the bar is like collapsed. I don't think he, he would. <laughs> he, he, Fanfic. He, he wouldn't escape, though. Oh, no. He's like okay no, with he, being in jail. He wanted yeah. to... Yeah. He's, he's, he needed to deal with it. He's living... He like, made a deal with yeah. the devil. No, he's living. He's he's living the you know the life he thinks he yeah. deserves. Okay, yeah, he is. I like that. So, Aunt, when are we going to watch the OC again? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know exactly when. It's gonna like, be when a while. is too soon? Well, I know for you, but for me, yeah. I can watch it any time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right now is too soon. It might be right. Oh, it, we'll it watch the pilot, is. but then. Yeah. yeah, we'll have to put a pause on it. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, just like I don't know, like give some time, give some space between it. Yeah, I just I'm so curious like, this time after discussing it and really diving into it, and especially going back and forth with you, like how I'll feel rewatching it because I feel so set in mm, my feelings, in your feelings now, like ground concrete, mm-hmm. like OTB Ryan and Seth. Marissa's my favorite character. Though Julie had really good growth, summer yeah. character development. I'm like, hmm, I don't know what else could change for me. Right. Maybe it doesn't like, need to. If you to. watch it in like another few years, would you feel differently? I don't know. I don't know either. For like the content that you're given. Yeah. Like, and like w- the time frame, like being in 2020. and I wonder if like you get to a certain point where like you really start to resonate with the parents. Mm-hmm. Like Because now, now you kind of do. But like now, like I feel like this this watch now for me at this age, I'm looking down at the kids. Yeah. You know, mostly. And then, like, I kind of look up, like, judging at the parents a little bit mm-hmm. still. Right. At some point, you're going to get to that parent level. Yeah, you're going to be likely. the parent age, and you're going to be like, well, like, no. what am I going to do in this situation? Yeah. Like you, know, like, you always feel like you know everything when you're That's in it. That's true. And then, like, you see it another mm-hmm. time, and you're like, no, nah, I didn't know anything. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. 
Well, thank you so much to everybody who sent in questions and comments yeah, this week. It was so nice to, for those people that never have reached out to us to be like, while well, they're doing their final episode, let me just say hello. Yeah. So thank you. What a special treat. Yeah, this was amazing. And hopefully everyone enjoyed hearing everybody's perspectives. Yeah. I know it was a different kind of episode, but hopefully you guys did enjoy it. Thank you, Aunt, for Thank you, Aunt. I know you, you had major plans on this Tuesday night. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, Tuesdays. Tuesdays for Andrew, right? I, I get, well, now that I, I probably would have just locked myself in the bedroom. Yeah. Quietly, sat there quietly. And turn on the TV. <laughs> and take the cats in there. It's already on like single digit volume. And I'm like, it's so quiet. <laughs> They've actually quiet been, since you fed them, they're really quiet. I know. It I just know. took five it minutes. It worked it out. Five minutes. Yeah. Maybe we should do that on Gossip Chronicles. We should do. <laughs> we could try that. Yeah. Uh, don't forget, we are having an OC live stream trivia party. I'm really excited for that. So that is happening on the 27th. So tomorrow. Pa- right. <laughs> so for Patreon family, that's Tuesday. And for everyone else who's listening, probably that's tomorrow. Tomorrow. So just head to ittakes3network.com. You will, that's our Patreon page. It'll be public. You just click the link. Come and join us. We're going to give away prizes. I'm going to create a cocktail for Liz and I to Yay. drink. That'll be up beforehand if you want to join us in that. I'm really looking forward to that. I think Me it's going to be a lot of fun. That is fun. Plus, we just want to celebrate with you guys and talk to you guys as we end this show. Uh, you, while you're over at our Patreon, you can check out everything we have to offer there. We have behind the scenes. We have birthday club. We have Topic Tuesday, where our community just talks about random topics. Listen, I decide to pick for yes. That week, we also have ad-free episodes, and you do get the episodes up a day early. We are going to be doing bonus episodes. Stay tuned for that. For the bonus episodes, we're gonna, we know for sure we're going to do pilot rewatch, and we're going to do character episodes, so one character per episode. Each episode for those, we're going to have a patron join us. So if that so interests you... you might want to be a patron. You might want to join our network for that. But until our next episode... Until the pilot. Yeah. And we'll hopefully we'll see you guys um, the- tomorrow for our, our party. Yeah. yeah. But we'll see you next time. See you next time, guys. <laughs> see you next time. <laughs> it was just so like, see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>